0: Yes, sir. Time to crank up the big, the bottles, and the boom shakalakas, baby. We are the sports brew. I am the captain. And this, my friends, is a throwdown Thursday, bleeding over to a freestyle Friday, because that's how we do. Look, we got a lot of Super Bowl stuff to get to. We're going to have a, hopefully have a lot of fun with it. But look, one of our brothers is still suffering from fandom pain. That's a real thing. You know, when it's your team and you just want that win so desperately and you get a game like that and you get a legend dropping bombs and you like that, it's tough. But we're going to get to that. First and foremost, I'm going to get McGuffin in here because we have to give a little little love, you know, a little love out to Caitlin Clark, man, breaking that record. So first and foremost, let's do this right. That's right. Oh, actually, we got to go. You dropped a bomb on me because that three that Clark hit. Girl, bro. Dude, dude, that was logo three. She's like, this is my record. Bam. And that I mean, she got it wrapped up like. <laughs> <laughs> like within two, two minutes, man. I, I mean,
1: that's well, faster than Whitfield gets it wrapped up. So you I, mean,
0: know. I mean, that was wrapped up so quickly. You think it was still Valentine's Day? God right. bless, dude. <laughs> that three point was like a dagger, man. She just stopped, pop, like, and that it was. It didn't. It didn't roll Stop around the rim. Nothing. Shop. No, it was just like boom, boom, bam. I mean, that was done. So that was pretty fantastic. Um, and, and, you that, know that I, kid's an assassin though, dude. dude she she, is such an assassin. She is. She she is ridiculous. And the the secondary market for tickets was insane. And uh, look, I know that some people are arguing about what the actual scoring record is. Here's the thing: she's gonna have a chance to get that, get all the stuff. You know, she still has time. At the moment, she's got three thousand five hundred sixty-nine points for her career. Uh, finishing up that Hawkeyes win tonight, <laughs> which is just first of all, it's Gronk approved. You get a sixty-nine in there. There you, know, you go. Gronk, i was gonna say the
1: same thing. Good job. Gronk
0: loves that. He doesn't. He sure as hell can't kick a damn field goal, but he does love Wrong. that. I'm telling you, man. Wide
1: right. Wide
0: right. He should go kick for the Bills, man. He fit right in. Oh, no. Did you see the thing where they had the logo for the Super Bowl in New Orleans and the the Lombardi is slightly off to the right? And they were like, it's already Wide right for Buffalo. I was like, that's just mean. Oh, no. (laughs) Anyway, look, I I know there's argument about uh, Lynette Woodard. And, and, you know, it's different because it's like the – the Association for Intercollegiate Athletics for Women. It's just before the NCAA era. I mean, you're you're getting into like weird things uh from a historical standpoint. So if you want to recognize Woodard as the actual scoring champion or, or leader, that's fine. I I get it. But some of this is just like depending on how things were organized and when in different eras, you're gonna have like funky stuff. So either way, Woodard was a hell of a player. That you re- you respect yeah. what she did in her era. The only thing that I'm a little bit, I'm not real keen is when you bleed over and you're talk you're talking about Pete Maravich. Um, I'm, a, I'm that one's a little tougher for me because it's men's basketball versus <laughs> women's basketball. But I, I get the broader point, and I think it's important to recognize her overall accomplishment. But it, you know, it's always always the caveat if you're talking about Pistol Pete. It's before there was freshman eligibility. It's pre, you know, three-point era. It's a whole – that's a whole – like, that is – that's a whole different era of stuff. And it's men's basketball. I think that's – that I'm a little bit eh. Uh, But I think it's totally okay to recognize, you know, what she's doing. And just, you know, really at the end of the day, people are arguing about a lot of stuff. Twitter's had a couple of, like, really (laughs) crazy threads about it. But, look, she's, she's a phenomenal player. It's an incredible accomplishment. And appreciate it in this era, in this moment, and just appreciate her kicking that much ass, man. Yeah, here's the thing: if you're if you're being
1: compared to Pete Maravich, uh, you're in your air. You've yes. done good. Yeah, you, so you've done I right mean, for yourself. Yeah, you're doing okay. So let's let, let's not lose sight of that. Right. She's a phenomenal player, phenomenal scorer, uh, absolute freaking assassin, dude. Yeah.
0: And she, Lethal. she brings eyeballs to the sport, man. And you need that. You need that. However, and we make jokes about, you know, the WNBA and all that stuff. But here's the thing, man. As, I watch women's basketball because of her. Yeah, yeah, I mean. Like, literally. Right. The, the, the kid thing, is awesome. The thing is, she she's a fan magnet. Yeah. Right? And every sport, mm-hmm. you need champions of the sport. And we could talk about, you know, being a role model for little girls and that kind of stuff. Look, at the end of the day, she's a role model for, for people that want to play basketball. Right. I mean, that's what that is. I mean, you think about like the news pieces and you got, you know, they'll interview a student and they're like, oh, well, you know, guys want to be here. Girls want to be here because they want to see excellence. And at the end of the day, that's what that is. People appreciate excellence. Uh, So they appreciate Caitlin Clark. There was an interesting argument about whether or not she needs a championship to validate (laughs) her career. I don't think she does, but it would be nice. Right. It would be nice. You know, that that's always like the the cherry on top if you have a great career. But there's no shortage of. Phenomenal athletes and legendary players that don't have a ring, they have cracks at it, right? But they just they don't have it. Happens, you know. It's a team sport. But I, you yeah, know, yeah. She only gets
1: what three or four years to get it done. So I mean, yeah, it's not like she's a professional Well,
0: She's technically will be not a
1: professional, but she's going <laughs> to be a professional pretty soon.
0: Yeah. So hell of a career and. Man, watching that, I, I wasn't sure what time it was on, and I forgot it was on Peacock. And then I started getting the stuff in my, uh, I was looking at Twitter, and I was like, okay, let me, let me see what's going on here. I was like, oh, crap. And so I went ahead and put it up on Peacock, and I jumped back, uh, which is one thing I will say is nice. Um, I jumped back, and I watched that unfold, and the crowd went bananas, dude. It was th- That part was very, very cool. Secondary prices, ticket prices were insane, so the ticket was definitely hot, but that was a great moment. And again, you know, we get into all these debates about athletes and, you know, we'll do this tonight about talking about Tom Brady and and Mahomes, right? Because that's like the thing right now. But part of that is you always have to, you have to keep certain elements of context in where there are different eras and there are different periods and you can have, you know, I think it's okay to say that, you know, you kind of have goats of different eras and goats of different periods. That part is real. You know, there's not one be it's it's pretty rare when you're like there's one be all end all person that cuts across all generations, all eras. That's a very, very tiny list of athletes that you're going to try to make that argument for. But that being said, I think you, you, you again, you appreciate people in the context of their era, of their generational peers and what they're doing. And that's part of the story of the game whether that's football, whether it's baseball, whether it's basketball, whether it's women's basketball, whatever. Okay. And she is weaving, you know, she is creating a strong legacy and uh, certainly is, is going to have, she's had a tremendous impact and she will continue to do so. Um, and she's weaving her part of that story of basketball. And that's, you know, enjoy that for what it is, man. Enjoy that for what it is okay yeah any other I, I sent, go ahead i sent you an article in in the brew
1: chat just mm-hmm. uh real quick but there were a who's who of people that sent out congrats and oh. that uh you know yahoo got. i mean i didn't copy, think it was
0: i didn't think it was a hoot that angel reese dropped one for right i mean it's like <laughs> tom brady yeah yeah <laughs> billy jean king yeah i mean you're just giants who are like oh hey Good job. So. Yeah, of course. Which again, is the right thing to do, right? It, it makes sure. sense and appreciate appreciate greatness yes. when it's active when. and right in front of you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That that's the thing. You and sometimes you might hate the player, you might hate the team, but even even people that hate the player and hate hate that stuff can still respect and appreciate the greatness of a moment, the greatness of a game, and the greatness of a career. And I think that's one of the ultimate, like, sports respect components. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. It's like, we're rivals. I hate you. But, you know, God bless. I respect your game. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I uh, hate yeah. playing you. I hate your good. <laughs> I hate your I hate Damn, your you're guts, good. <laughs> but holy crap, you're great, you know? Yeah. Uh, that's one of the that's one of those things about athletics, man. Pretty wild. All right. So, we got Shannon in here. And uh, I guess now I need to get Randy in. Now, Randy... I've been having a tough time figuring out what song to play for you. So, like, I've gone through a couple of things in my head, and th- we're going to see how this plays out. But I think first, we have to go with I Dreamed to Dream. Oh, no. That there were some holding penalties and holding calls against the Chiefs. You're not wrong. <laughs> you are not wrong. There was, <laughs> there, there was that one. It was that one, and then, you know, at it, it, it the moment at the end of the game, man, like you know, and one of the first things I said was, "Dude, I'm sorry," because I know that that was rough, and you went full surrender cobra mode in the recliner, man, like and, like we just knew we were like, "All right, Randy needs a minute, man," but like, having been on the bad side of some losses that fan raged me up, I figured we we should go limp biscuit break stuff. <laughs> But I'm glad you're. I'm glad your Yeti koo- koozie like survived.
2: Trust me, I, I literally, I literally sat there and like for the part of overtime, I'm just got that koozie in my hand, and all of a sudden, as they're just driving down the field, I feel myself kind of starting to just squeeze the koozie, and I yep. start to feel it give, and I
0: went, I better let go of this and set it down right now. <laughs> yeah, it's a metal one. <laughs> Once that's squeezing up, like you know, all right, all right, all right, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm, unlike. Look, there may not be any uh, hold calls against the Chiefs, but I'll I'll say hold on for a moment. I'm just kidding. Oh no! <laughs> Damn. I'm just kidding.
2: But yeah, I mean, after that, I, I definitely had to. I definitely had to walk outside. For, yeah. And and the, how appropriate is break stuff? Because literally, I'm just in my mind going. Yes, this is what I want to do. I want to take this and smash. And, like, and I thought, but I can't. It's not my stuff. I'm not at home. <laughs> nope, I can't do it. I just I just got to walk around and breathe. That's all I could do. Yeah. It's like yeah. I couldn't react in any way. And, you know, that's definitely a lot different than it was like 10 years ago. So.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, it's I tough. have grown up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've definitely had. I mean, I think that's one of the things with sports, man, is you can get really wound up. Um, because you're vested. You care, right? And, yeah. you know, it, it. it's tough. Look, we talk about the rivalry between, like, the Packers and the 49ers and all the stuff that, that's in, in, embroiled in that. But, I mean, God bless, man. Two out of four years, dude, the 49ers play the damn Chiefs in the Super Bowl and they get you both times. And you have a 10-point lead in both of them, right? I mean, that's that's a bitter that's a bitter-ass pill. And I will say this. Right. And we'll talk about the game and some moments and some things that happened. But like the forty ers played well enough to beat virtually anybody they would have played Now they had a couple of negative plays go against them. the muff punt. I mean, that was obviously brutal. The block oh. extra point was tough. But you ultimately, like a legend snatched that from you, right? A legend because this was a game that you know, you'll hear people say Kingmaker, but I mean, this was like, This was a game for Mahomes and Reed and that organization that puts a stamp on if you you didn't want to talk about dynastic, whatever, you can't get away from it now, right? To win that way, because Brock Purdy, uh, you know, repeatedly put the 49ers ahead. He put them in position to have a lead, right? And the Chiefs just kept coming back and taking it. And that's what they did at the end. I and, mean, you know, I mean, Lord knows how many conversations I've heard heard with people arguing about, you know, should they have taken the ball? Should they have deferred? Should they have this? You know, a lot of that were arguing because of the outcome. Right. But at the end of the day, the 49ers, I believe, quite frankly, the 49ers and the Chiefs would have beat virtually anybody they played in that game. But they got to face each other. And a legend snatched that from the 49ers. Right. So it's annoying, right? It's a, As a fan, it's annoying for sure. And I know you, you obviously, the whole thing bothers you. So let's, let's have a little ragey outlet moment. <laughs> I know it's bitter. Like I get it. I do. I'm not as vested in this game as you are. I'm not a 49ers fan. I'm not a Chiefs fan. And I think one of the things about doing like the podcast, like playing fantasy sports and doing the podcast, I'm not desensitized to my fandom, right? But I do look at it a little differently at this point in my life than I used to. Some of it was because of how much I hated Dan Snyder and how bitter that made me with the Redskins um, about certain things. And at some point I had to get over that. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I just, I had to.
2: Hey, at least
0: uh, you survived the Dan Snyder era, right? Did, I did
3: survive
0: the Dan Snyder <laughs> era. Um, you know, but I mean, there, there's just things. But that doesn't mean that a loss can't hurt. You know, that doesn't mean that a blown call can't, you know, tick you off. And I still remember, and we had a podcast, and we've joked around about it before. Lord knows I haven't I haven't listened to it in forever. But, you know, I went to a game, it was a Carolina Panthers-Washington watching Redskins game, and the refs had like inadvertent whistles or no, whatever it was. And I mean, it completely screwed, you know, Washington in that, that play in that moment. And, and I was genuinely mad about it. You know, I mean, I was pissed and I carried that for a while. And I carried that when we recorded that, that week, I carried that, that frustration through and it was evident. So uh, Randy Shannon and I are here for you tonight. If you need a, a an outlet for a couple of minutes. For your 49ers fandom, for the memoriam of this sports calendar year, for the San Francisco 49ers, I'll give you the floor for a couple of minutes, so you can you can express and get out, and then we'll talk about the game. But you can you can go ahead and get it out for a couple of minutes. If you didn't do it for, on – I don't know if you did it on Valentine's, but you can certainly get it out now, Because, <laughs> I mean, I, ho- oh, no. I hope as much as you think the 49ers, 49ers got effed in that Super Bowl by, by the refs that, you know, you had some other action this week. <laughs> but anyway, if you need – it, you know, I am curious. Now you've had a couple days to digest, reflect, process, whatever, kind of where you're at at this point. Ultimately,
2: obviously – I'm still frustrated in general. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, not going to lie. My fangina is still bruised. Um, Oh, wow. Now that's a drop. Wow. That that one's for free. Anyway. uh... (laughs) That that one's for free.
1: (laughs) Is that what she said? (laughs) <laughs> wow
2: but just kind of reflecting on everything you know it's not like i can't be disappointed in the team i'm actually really proud of how much that team fought the entire game even after like losing Greenlaw to a yeah. uh, ruptured achilles i mean oh, that geez. you know and i actually watched some videos where even the chief even the chief sideline was like oh shit he just went down yeah yeah you know and then of course um i saw fred warner talking about how he was crying because mm-hmm. he you know they're good friends and he knew how much this meant to him and mm-hmm. so it's like i get it and <clears throat> so i mean there was it seemed like a series of unfortunate events uh, freak injuries you know Kittle bumming up his shoulder dude comes in gets called for a holding and kills like get the fuck out <laughs> i mean it was one of those yeah, things oh, where
3: shit.
2: it seemed like everything that could have gone wrong did at times with the exception of Purdy not turning the ball over. I mean, he got sacked once or twice. But it's, I mean, Brock Purdy was definitely a bright spot for, you know, everybody trying to dump on him. But you get a guy like
0: Spaggs who was like, this kid's good. Yeah, <laughs> He, no, reminds, he me of, reminds me of Drew Brees. And it's right. like. That's a big compliment, by the way. And is. he did say that. I mean, that's not. Randy didn't pull that out of his ass. I mean, he, he, he gave Brock Purdy his bouquet, his flowers, if you will. You know, that, that's some respect. And he it. And I mean, I kind of hope finally, you know, people will start to be like,
2: hey, that's right. The kid's only in second year. You know, future's bright, you know, especially since we he's still got the rookie contract going. We can, you know, shore up some, play- some of the players from this year that are going to be free agents. But yeah. other than that, it's just <sighs> motherfucking missed holding calls really <laughs> did. Pissed me off a lot. And I mean, how many times did I sit there and be like, there's a hold, there's a hold, there's a hole, there's a hole. Um, and like, I think I, I heard
0: you say it virtually the entire game. <laughs> and I, and look, I said to you in the game, I was like, man, I'd rather them under officiate than over officiate. And I meant that I think the game flows better, but there were some moments where you, like you, you can, you can take individual plays and you go, uh, they probably should have called a hold on that one. <laughs> you know what I mean? So there they, it's there. You're not wrong. Right, I mean, especially. Well, I think that to me, the
2: the crazy thing is, is when you look at the plays where they didn't call it, and it turned into a big play for Kansas City, and I'm just going, "Are you fucking serious?" It's like in overtime, you know, one of them being, uh, Fred Warner breaks free and gets is ready to take down Mahomes, and the dude tackles him from behind. I'm going, "What the fuck?" <laughs> and then of course, and of course, we've all seen the Bosa one where. <laughs> The dude pretty much just bear hugged him, turned him around, and then tried to throw him on the ground and have his way with him. I mean, it was just like, really, dude. I mean, Bosa did everything to get away from that dude, and it was just like, nope. And that's why I think one of the most frustrating things is learning that in three Super Bowls, the Chiefs have never been called for holding. Uh, offensive lines never been called for holding once. When they're the mo- and and this past season, they were the most penalized team in the league. How do you go from that to perfection in a matter of a couple of weeks? That just doesn't make any because fucking the, sense. It's
0: the Super Bowl. They let him play. Although they did get that one dude on a, eh, you know, they got that defensive hold. Uh, I think it was Juwan. Was it Juwan Jennings that ran? Was it McDuffie? <coughs> yeah,
2: because he wrapped his arm around his waist. Yeah, but I mean, like, yeah. why did
0: you, like, like, ran into him and he let go pretty quick. I get it. It's a legitimate flag, but it, it was one that... They'd let so much stuff go. I was kind of surprised they did it, but it did bail. It did bail the 49ers out of a uh, kind of a tough spot because, you know. The third down. Yeah. yeah. They, they, but they It was a good call. I mean, it, it was legit. I, yeah, I mean, it, it was there. In the context of the game, it felt a little, you know, they were like, all right, man, we got to call something, so here we go. Let's, go. let's go ahead and throw this flag, man. No, well, I will say but, that – I will.
2: I am going to place blame on somebody here. Uh oh. Oh. I'm going to place I, it on Todd.
0: I was going to say, are you going to place the blame on whoever didn't figure out they needed to block Chris Jones on that one play <laughs> when, <laughs> In I, which when, time? when when I when Ayuk was un, when the DB fell down on Iuke and Juwan Jennings was also had a spot. It, it
2: seemed like yeah, it seemed like Chris Jones got through at the most inopportune times. Oh yeah, multiple times. Yeah, but no. I'm going to blame Todd. Why?
0: Because he left and shit went south. See, we've gone from blame Canada to blame Todd. Blame Todd. Blame Todd. I mean, that
2: surprisingly lasted the entire game. How could Todd not?
0: (laughs) Special shout out to Todd for bringing a couple of his boys over and entertaining my kids. They were so wound up, by the way. Oh my god, it took forever for them to go to bed. But they they had a a good time, that was fun. And I for real thought one of his sons was messing with me when he was like, who's Dan, I was wearing my shirt that said I survived the Dan Snyder era. And he was like, who's Dan Snyder? And I was like, oh my god. Because I'm i like, okay, your boys really don't care about football at all, do they, Todd? No. They don't. They don't. They don't. It's just funny, because, like, Todd does. But, eh. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> Who is Dan Snyder? Really? <laughs> Who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> I, will say, I will say,
2: hey, at least the chili turned out good. Yeah. <laughs> there you go.
0: Yeah, actually, there's probably a more appropriate... Dan Snyder.
3: They drafted who? <laughs> who the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's pretty funny. <sighs> My God, yeah, that was a lot of food, man. We had a ton of food. Todd yeah. made wings. I had chili. You made chili. God, I didn't. I tried. I tried very hard not to overeat because there was so much stuff, and I just would have a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit. of, You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but, woo, that was a full belly at the end of the night, man. That was good. Everything was good. Everything was good. Other than the outcome for Randy after Todd left. Thanks, Todd. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the hell? I guess next, well, Todd, next Todd's
1: t- going to respond with, You're welcome. <laughs>
2: well, I mean, it's just like with the uh, NFC Championship game. Once Joy left, the 49ers kicked it, and they fourth gear and ran over the Lions so I mean it's like <laughs> clearly there's something about people coming and going from your house that apparently affects the outcome of the game
0: yeah yeah. there, there is if, if you didn't know apparently I need to go ahead and get a direct line to Vegas because the when somebody leaves my house all of a sudden one team is getting effed <laughs> who, knew? So who knew who knew who knew I did it. Now, first of all, look, man. Like, um, we've been around long enough that it's it, like I remember kind of the early stages of YouTube and the early stages of, of like TikTok and and just when they were when they were relatively in Vine. Vine, I like actually really oh liked Vine. I, that was fun. Yeah, TikTok isn't as as interesting to me as Vine was, but that's not really here or there, I guess. But like back in the day, you'd have these reaction videos and these things, and there was a time where people legit broke TVs, right? Now a lot of that mm-hmm. stuff feels so very, very staged. Every once in a while, you see one. You are like, I think that dude is legit losing his shit. Although most of them, I feel like they're just done to be funny and they're staged and whatever for clicks. But like, it, like I think back to when like people were originally breaking like uh, TVs with like the Wiimote. Like some of those things were just genuine. Because you could see the look of horror in their face as they realized they just broke their plasma or they just broke their TVs. And you couldn't go to Walmart and get a new 50 inch for 250 bucks at that point. That yeah, didn't, no kidding. That didn't exist. That wasn't a thing. Uh, they were far more expensive back then. But one of my favorite memes I saw was when they were like, it was like, it's curbside pickup in San Francisco and they had all the trash cans lined up and they had all the broken TVs. Bruh. I thought that one was pretty funny. I will admit it, it is it that is. that was pretty funny. Although most of that stuff is fake. Most of that stuff is fake. Most of it, it's just a bunch of crap. Uh, so there are times I miss like the, the roots of, you know, some of these things. Legit
2: reactions yeah.
0: versus what we see now. Although, I you know, I don't necessarily need legit. Like, I'm going to like, you know, beat the ever living crap out of my TV reaction. Although there was a point that some of those fan reaction meltdowns were just like, Oh my God, dude, you need to stop watching. This is, this is the person that's like the statistic for heart attacks. You know what I mean? You're like that worked up over a football game. You're going to hurt yourself. Settle down, dude, or stop watching. Like that's too much. That's too much. They drafted who? (laughs) They drafted who? Who? Uh, you know, they just needed Todd to go hang out with them so that, like, the game would finish off in a favorable manner for them. They just needed to screech around and reach around and some wings. It would have been good. That's all they needed. Thanks, yeah, Todd. <clears throat> I mean, Todd could have <laughs> taken a nap at the house, right? Uh, You know, I always forget that Todd is allergic to cats. We have cats. So, I always forget that, though. Anyway, Todd, it was good to see you. Uh, but next time we hang out for a game that involves the 49ers, you have to make it to the end. Because if there's anything in life you don't want to hear is that Whitfield lasted longer than you. You don't. Oh. You don't. <laughs> so so what you. You don't want to hear that.
1: <laughs> so, so what you're telling me is Todd somehow is allergic to pussy cats and has three kids anyway.
0: Okay. Well, that's out of left field. But thanks. <laughs> All right. Hmm. And somehow I'm
3: Matt
2: sure outlasted would... him. <laughs> yeah, things that will never happen. Alex
1: for 100, please. <laughs> Fuck him. <'em.
0: laughs> oh, man. All right. Oh, Lord. Yeah. We're going to hell. I know. Bang your well, head. Anyway. On, bang your head. All right. Okay. So, look, l- let's circle back. Uh, and, and, you know, again, I, I think most people, if you're a sports person, like, you're empathetic to a certain degree right? Uh, particularly if it's a friend, if it's your team, you certainly get it. And if it's like, you're at a super bowl party and you got friends that are super vested. I mean, there's a lot of people that are like sports ball. You're not worried about them because they're not that vested. You know what I mean? They're not smashing anything, but you, you do feel for the people that like really get, or like, they take it so hard. Um, and that that's the cruelty that that's the beauty of sports. And it's the cruelty of sports at the same token. Um, what I will say is this, man, yeah, we can say, well, the game kind of had a a slower start or whatever, but you know, I I think some of that people missed the broader point about how effective those two defenses were. And I think those
2: defenses were on fire to start
0: those those defenses meant business and you did have, you know, a, a lot of intensity. But I think it's also important to recognize that like, that's not Kyle Shanahan's You know, it's not like he's some noob coach. Andy Reid's been around a long time. He's played in a lot of championship games and Super Bowls at this point. It's not their, you know, first first rodeo, if you will. So some of this is is you is you kind of feel out what teams are doing and you make adjustments about when you want to do certain things. And some of it, quite frankly, I think, you know, both of those defenses are really good. Now, I, I, look, I know Wilkes got fired. He's partially getting a little scapegoated for things. But, you know, it, let me ask you this. With Wilkes getting di- – are you are you surprised I, – I know the answer to this. Are you surprised in any capacity that Wilkes got fired?
2: Yes and no. It's like a combination of both because I felt like the defense played well enough. But also you could tell there was – the writing was on the wall because of just – it. Felt like at times Shanahan and Wilkes were at odds. It's just like um, during the game, mm-hmm. Shanahan sees like you know the zero blitz coming, and he's like, "No, time out. We're not. We're not doing that." Like he he just didn't like the call or the what he saw for how people were lined up, and obviously they had to change. You know, he wanted it changed for the next play. So you could tell mm-hmm. that even then, um, something just wasn't. You know, obviously Shanahan didn't trust him. So. And there were times this season where it just felt like Wilkes just couldn't you know, get that energy going at times for that defense. On, on similar to what we saw with Robert Sala and D'Amico Ryan's over the years, this the defense at times just felt lackadaisical. We, I mean, look at the you know the playoffs leading up to the Super Bowl. You know,
0: the the defense just seemed almost you know not there. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. look, Green Bay and Detroit ran. Now, look, I know San Francisco ends up winning those games. I understand that. But you had a couple of games in the playoffs. And, yes, the 49ers defense played, I would say, much better overall against the Chiefs than they appear to have played earlier in the playoffs. But they got run all over. And mm-hmm. it took some, I don't want to say football miracles, but it took some fortuitous – they had they needed some breaks. And they got some, like the ball to bounce off the helmet. I mean, they had a couple of things bounce their way, and I'm not, I'm not trying to diminish that they earned the mm-hmm. victories because they came back and won, but that defense got them in trouble in both of those games, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's, yes. a, I think that's fair to say their defense let them oh, down yeah. a little bit in both of those games. They got bailed out over the course of it, and they managed to win, but. I remember, you know, because you were here for those games, mm-hmm. and, like, I remember I, I felt surprised. There were times that defense looked like they got out-hustled, out-physicaled. Just, you know what I'm saying? And, like, you think about the beginning of that Chiefs 49ers Super Bowl, like, that attitude and physicality is what I expected the 49ers to be throughout the playoffs, and that's not what we got. They had moments right mm-hmm. in moments but the the early part of that super bowl felt truer to the 49ers team i expected to see on the lines okay so i don't know how much of this is a, is a fit is is whatever i mean to lose sala head coach to lose D'Amico ryan's head coach i mean you got to replace him somehow but sometimes you do have a vision you don't have proper vision mesh or maybe it's a fit thing, or maybe the players don't buy it. Whatever it is, and it just didn't seem to. To I I don't know that will. This maybe this is going to sound unfair. I don't believe that Wilkes maximized the talent and this. You know, with the scheme that he what he was trying to do. Oh no, you! I I totally agree. I, I felt like the, uh, for
2: as much talent as on that defense, especially the defensive line. A lot. I mean, think about bosa and what you expect out of a player like him yet he didn't even come close to reaching his defensive player of the year totals yeah it's um, obviously you get you know guys like greenlaw and warner they're going to get theirs because they're linebackers they're just going to be roaming all over the field they're doing their thing and i mean let's let's be honest fred warner is probably the best middle linebacker in the game today but it's just i felt like whether Wilkes was in the booth or on the sideline, I just felt like the team didn't buy into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I felt like there was just there were just some differences that the team just either didn't get it or he didn't explain it well. Or something. There's some, something. There was just something there that just felt different that just didn't feel sit right with me. Right. And, and the fact that he got fired obviously kind of proves it. Um, and I realized he, one of his main things for him was to – potentially have a shot at becoming head coach elsewhere by showing what he can do as a defensive coordinator for a Super Bowl-caliber team. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to say this, and it could be, you know, you can call me, say bullshit or, what you, or not, if D'Amico Ryans is still the D.C.,
0: Niners win. Because that defense would have been firing on all cylinders no matter what. So, uh, you know, and that's, that's a tough thing, but I would certainly, I think it's reasonable to assert that some of the assignments that they appeared to miss right some of the moments that they appeared to struggle and and again uh Spags just got a contract extension and that's his fourth super bowl as a defensive coordinator all right that's a lot of hardware that's like you know i don't i think is he the only co- defensive coordinator with four rings i think so i mean if if the only other person that might be somehow in there might be lebeau it, it would
1: be either LeBeau or Belichick, but and, I think Belichick may have gotten two with the Giants.
0: Yeah, um, but I mean, Lebeau like, and, got two or three. And uh, yeah, I mean, and LeBeau is obvious. I mean, he had a he had a phenomenal career. So we'd we'd have to go back and do some digging. But either way, Spags to have four. And the thing with Spags. And, uh, you know, this has, it can devolve into the, should should he get another crack at head coach? Man, look, some people are just incredible coordinators and maybe the head coach magic isn't there. I don't know if he'll get another shot at it. What I do know is he has in big games, in big moments, right? If he has the talent that can listen and respond to what he does and implement his game plan, (laughs) his defenses fare pretty damn well. And they've 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 delivered at high levels, you know. Chris, you, you, Chris Jones
1: said it, man. He said it. Uh, I, I'm I'm gonna say on NFL Network, he's
0: like in Spags, we trust. Mm-hmm. You know, and they should pay him. He, Look, and like Andy Reid and Spags are a great pair together. Just like An, just like oh Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes are a phenomenal pair. And nope. you know, I, I know we spend a lot of time now arguing about you know. Yeah, Belichick, Brady, who would win without him, and Brady got a ring in Tampa Bay. A Look, Bel- The part of that magic of the Patriots is the pairing of Brady and Belichick, period, Correct. end of story. Period, end of story. What right. happened, Tom Brady winning a ring in Tampa doesn't diminish what they accomplished together. If Belichick never coaches again, if Belichick never wins a ring, you know, gets another, it doesn't <clears throat> diminish what he did. We're just arguing about stuff. The thing is that it was an elite level quarterback and an elite level coach and they were a great pair. Mahomes and Andy Reid are a great pair. From a coaching standpoint, Mah- uh, excuse me, Andy Reid and Spags are a great pair. You know, they 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 clearly have worked and built that roster well. Um and they're going to have their own challenges. For all the people talking about Brady and the Patriots and what he accomplished, look, this team is not going to be the same in 10 years. Okay? At some point Andy Reid will retire. He's what, sixty-six? I doubt he's I doubt he makes it coaching till seventy-six. You never know, right? But at some point Kelsey's gonna retire. At some point they're gonna have to replace Pacheco. It's at, at some I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like what, what the you always have to remember what the Patriots did was over twenty years and that's a lot of roster turnover. That's what made it so unique in the in the in the era of free agency and salary cap. And the, and the Chiefs will have their own challenges with that. They're not there yet, but it's coming. They already had to make a tough call with Tyreek Hill, and you can say, well, they're fine because they just won back-to-back Super Bowls, but you have to make judicious roster decisions about who you're going to pay, and you also have to draft well, right? And they've made some good draft decisions over the past couple of years to have some of these players. Well, if you don't draft well, that changes, if you have a bad contract that hurts you that changes so you, they got a long way to go but it's a hell of a start so i just wanted to keep that in context but that pairing of of Spags and and Reed and Reed in my home, that stuff is special and when you have great you know great chemistry um you can accomplish a lot um we'll see how that shakes out Chris Jones by the way uh, apparently wears size 22 That dude got got some big feet. I was talking with McCollum, a friend of ours, who is from around, I I don't remember what town he's from, but he's he's, he's from that area with Kansas, you know, Kansas City and Kansas and all this rigmarole. But anyway, he was showing me some pictures. He went and he visited Arrowhead for his birthday. He was back there, and they did a tour of the stadium, he and his wife. And there's a spot where they took a picture of Chris Jones's shoes, and he texted me. We were talking about it. He said they're size 22, and I'm like, "What?" At first, he said 27, and I'm like, "27? That's those are like clown shoes. Do you have that right?" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "There's no way, dude." Um, so I, I googled Chris Jones, and it's 22. So they they kind of are clown shoes. I mean, 22s bit like I wear 15s. 22s are ridiculous. Yeah. The, you know that's crazy but that's a big man he's like six, six, three bills he's a big dude all right he's he's a big dude so oseen uh, on
1: on the um nfl network post
0: game mm-hmm. he's the second
1: defensive tackle ever with three plus super bowl rings mm-hmm. and five plus pro bowls and i the think the only other is
0: mean joe i think he's also been all pro i don't know how many times either
1: pro bowl or all it may well, be.
0: Well, he, he's done I don't know if he's a five-time all-pro. He's probably a five-time pro bowler, but uh what you want to look at is how many times is he an all-pro? Cuz that's like the creme de la creme. Pro bowls are nice. All-pros are like that's that's from your peers. That's not fan vote. That's n- none of that crap. You're not an alternate. If you're an all-pro, you're an all-pro. That's a small small Like that's a much, that's a much higher on Joe green. So I, Oh, that by itself is a tremendous thing. And look, (laughs) look, there were a couple of moments in that game, watching that game as a whole, I'll, I'll say a couple of things. Number one, Randy, you're right. The 49ers fought really hard. They lost green law in the second quarter. And that was awful. That was awful. And I can guarantee you that that completely altered how the 49ers structured their defense for the rest of the game. Um, because Greenlaw is, is a fine player. He's a good player, right? And I think I have something to say. I'm going to have to look through my – I think I sent myself a message about some stats related specifically to Greenlaw's absence. I'll look up that in a moment. They lost Greenlaw. Debo tweaked his hammy. He wasn't the same. He he played – he gutted through a couple of things, but he wasn't the same player. They didn't – They didn't and they didn't use him as much. Um, Kittle had issues, right? And what did he finish with? What was his stat line? Two for four? Something like that. I mean, yeah. he, he had a super he, get... he had a super clutch catch, but he wasn't the same player. So you lose Greenlaw, Debo tweaks his hammy, Kittle. What was it? A shoulder? He had mm-hmm. that. I mean, they had a couple of things going on, and nobody's going to cry for injuries in football. No, nobody is. You know, Chiefs are banged up. They had they were down to their starting lineman, if I remember correctly. I mean, f- injuries are part of football, but you're talking about one of your upper tier defenders one of your elite wide receivers and your elite level tight end all being hurt, that's a significant thing. And this is a one score game, you know, and Purdy played, Purdy played well. And I, 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 Randy, you're right. And I hope that people stop, you know, trying to diminish and devalue what Purdy has done. Um, That dude's a gamer, you know, and quite frankly, if Chris Jones if the 49ers picked up that block and handled Chris Jones better a couple of times we might be having a different conversation okay uh chris jones was a stud but there are a couple of players that i think as the game as we're watching it like we were having a conversation here about could juwan jennings be mvp you know there there we didn't talk about chris uh, chris jones per se but there, there's certainly moments where you go could chris jones be mvp you know what I'm saying? Like, he was super impactful. Um yes. and, and, and at ve- times, he was the best player yeah. on the field. In and, and very critical moments, Chris Jones was super valuable. And I hope they find a way to bring him back. Somebody will pay him. And if he just wants the bag and they won't do it, he's going to get paid. Because mm-hmm. he's worth it. And this is his lat. this is arguably his last great shot at a big. Paid it. I'm not look. He's he's made money. I think he's made over 90 million so far in his career. So it's not like he's. Well, I think I think this year was but, a, just a one year contract. Yes. So yes, but like I think Chris Jones. I think you pay him. Maybe you're not giving him a seven year deal. You don't do that. But four years, three years, four, whatever. I th- I think you you try to bring him back unless he just has out absolutely outrageous contract demands. Uh, and then maybe you just let him go. But I mean, he was so valuable to that defense for how we got in Brock Purdy's face. I mean, he impacted multiple throws that would have been, you know, if if he wasn't in Purdy's face, Purdy had Purdy would still have to make the throw, but he would have had a much better shot at throwing a touchdown. A couple different times. Yeah, I think one was an overthrow to Debo in the end zone. hmm Out of the uh, back of the end zone. Mm-hmm because he had him beat, but yeah, Jones got there so fast that Purdy just threw it up and was like, I hope I didn't overthrow it. But- yeah, and then you have the overtime one where Purdy essentially is backpedaling on that third and four, and he mm-hmm. sells it out of bounds. And again, Ayuk was open. The DB, I don't remember who the DB was, but the DB fell down. I mean, Ayuk had nobody on him. I mean, it, if Purdy has any degree of time, he could have thrown it to Juwan Jennings, but he would have had... Which I think,
2: from what I understand, the play was designed for Jennings to at least get the
0: first down. Yes. But yeah, I, I sweet saw you wide open in the end zone.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, DB, I don't, I don't remember if he tripped on Ayuk's feet or his own feet, whatever. But, I mean, Ayuk had nobody on him. All he needed was just enough time to see it and throw. But I mean, Chris, I mean, I don't know how they didn't block Chris. I mean, Chris Jones looked like, I'm pretty sure that Chris Jones went untouched through that, which is insane. How? how? <laughs> yeah. <sighs> insane. So some of Chris Jones's plays again you know Super Bowl MVP worthy but I mean you're going to obviously Mahomes doing what Mahomes does you know he's going to get the MVP but other people had huge moments and you know fine you can we can argue that maybe it wasn't the prettiest Super Bowl maybe it had a slower start but I would I would argue with anybody that it was really intense it was very compelling and it was a lot of defense early as they were feeling each other out and the game had an incredible. If you didn't like the first half, fine. Not enough touchdowns, not enough fantasy points. Okay. Boo hoo. Boo hoo. But that game delivered <clears throat> really a tremendous. It got as the game goes on it got better. It got more intense. And really, if you're watching a game and you care about it, you're not just there eating chips and queso. I mean, I'm not against chips and queso, please don't get me wrong. But some people go to some some people are sports ballers and they just go to a party to hang out. Well, I like hanging out at the party, but I want a good excuse me, I want a good game. And I think we got a great finish. I'm not going to say overall back to back whole front, you know, everything it was a phenomenal best game I ever saw. I'm not saying that. But I do think it's up there in one of the more compelling competitive Super Bowls. You better and if you don't if you appreciate defense, I think you understand that better. Right? I think, and I hate to say this, but I would say probably some of the casual people are like, "Well, that wasn't a, that's not a great game, bro. Settle down, man. That's a lot of defense, dude. Those are two of the best defenses in the league, and that's why it was so hard for them to do anything. Mm-hmm. You know, they 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 had to set each other up, and you had a lot of plays that were cl- so close, so close. We we love great offensive plays, but sometimes we just don't give appreciation to a great defensive play. You know, they had, there had to be a great defensive play to make Christian McCaffrey fumble, right? When the 49ers looked like they were just going to roll down the damn field and just punch a touchdown and, at like, out of the gate. You're like, oh, shit, they came to play, dude. <laughs> you know? And then the 49ers repaid them when they stripped. But that was Pacheco's first fumble all damn year. All year. His first fumble, which is crazy. You know? I mean, it was just intense that, that – uh, was it sneed was it sneed that broke up that that throw to Debo in the end zone that would have that that was a woulda shoulda could have been touchdown or was yeah it McD- sneed
2: was on uh sneed was on him
0: all day all game for the most part yeah it it, it was one of the, one of the Chiefs play i mean it was a an incredible defensive play to break up cuz that i mean without a a tremendous defensive play that's a touchdown to Debo you know, I mean, th- th- there were great moments, and I-, I think it's important to appreciate great defense. We spend so much time knob-slobbing and glossing up offense, and sometimes we really do short shrift defense. Those are two damn good defenses, y'all. That was an, mean, in, that was an intense, compelling Super Bowl. Randy, as
1: you as a 49er fan, if I had told you before the game – your, your defense is going to hold Patrick Mahomes to 19 points in regulation. Would you have signed up for that? All day long. Yeah. I mean, 31 other teams would have signed up for that. The 32nd team, Kansas City, Andy Reid would have said, absolutely fucking not. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, like, if you if you're holding Mahomes to 19 points in regulation. And only one then, touchdown at like that. Yeah, exactly. You, you did something good. You were doing your job, and um, uh, that the thing is, is though, <laughs> and uh, the the stat of of stats that I've seen, the Kansas City defense this year held all twenty one
0: opponents to less than to twenty eight or fewer points. Yeah, if you no, take if, and if you take out Green Bay, it's even better than that. What's that? If you take out their game against Green Bay, uh-huh. if you take out that game, that stuff is even better. Take Green Bay. If you take Green Bay as an outlier, mm-hmm. and you just you take everything else they did, what they gave up was incredible. Yeah, I mean that that I mean, de- that defense did a great job. Let me see if I can find it real quick. I think I have a, a I have a couple of notes specifically about their defense. It's ridiculous. Oh my lord! I got so much stuff written down. <laughs> Shocker. I, yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. That's what happens, though. But it was it was about their points per game, and it was just filthy. Yeah, right, keep going, Chad. I'm gonna see if I can find this note. I, I took
1: a mouthful of chips.
0: <laughs> Speaking about chips and queso, right? <laughs> Way to go! Don't hurt yourself there. That's all right. Maybe I'll find it later when we're when we're going through the game uh, a little bit more uh, in a little bit more detailed. Um, yeah, maybe maybe we
1: can just shake off that little bit of look, bro. Uh, you know, like
0: no noise. Only only if you can shake off that queso that's dripping off your face, hombre. <laughs> 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 that's not nice. Hey, look, look. All I'm saying is, man. I, you're not gonna give that to me. Come I, look, on now. Look, 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 man. I'm, I'm just. Didn't you enough of Taylor Swift during on, the Super Bowl? On, you sure did. All I'm saying is, I don't know. I don't necessarily know the secret to happiness in life, but I can tell you right now, I'm never sad when I'm eating chips and queso. You know what I'm saying? How can you be?
1: Right? True story. I'm on
2: my feet. Chips and salsa, chips and queso. It don't matter as long. I mean, you're happy either way. Mm-hmm.
0: Add beer and life is good. <laughs> Can I tell you, like my my seven year old daughter has morphed into a Swifty like over the past couple of months. It's so funny. Uh-oh. Oh my god, her playlist is is just a mountain of Taylor Swift. I mean, she's got all the other stuff that she used to like, but she has like added in like just a, an absolute mountain of Taylor Swift stuff. And it is funny. This absolutely is a reflection. Again, she's seven. Right, so uh, she's in like second grade, but this is a reflection of the peers. Like she was at, <laughs> she like she knows who Travis Kelsey is, right? She was talking about the Chiefs and the football game. My seven-year-old daughter, who does not care about football in any capacity, is talking about Dennis <laughs> Swift, Travis Kelsey, and the Super Bowl. <laughs> Man and look, look, I, I, Randy. I know you. You were like, "Oh, are they showing her?" We're not the demographic, right? It's just like the halftime show is not aimed at you and me. <laughs> you know, what, at us. It's just not okay. I like Usher fun. I don't love Usher, and it was a solid halftime show. It had some great moments. My favorite part by far was uh, Ludacris out and Little John Ludacris. That part was incredible. Lud,a, Luda that was my the, that was my favorite part, bar none. But, but I'm not, I I know, but I'm not, I I would say that we're not really the target demographic for that. We're also not the target demographic for Taylor Swift. Uh, But if I recall correctly, I think the ratings for that game were the highest. I'm hoping I can find the specific thing, but the, the ratings were through the roof. Yeah, there it is. Super Bowl 58 was the most, most watched telecast in history. Averaging 123.4 million viewers across all platforms. That's crazy. It was the most streamed Super Bowl in history. Well, that's not a huge surprise. Um, that's just going to get bigger and bigger over the next couple of years. But I think the, the viewership number is what's super critical. More than 200 million viewers watched all or part of the Super Bowl across the networks. 200 million. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. and some of that absolutely is because of seven-year-olds that all of a sudden know who Travis Kelsey is because of Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, that's nuts. It's nuts. It's nuts. My So God. It, it, on uh interesting
2: note, uh-huh. Shannon, one of your favorite comedians, Brad Williams. Oh, yeah. Uh, he posted on uh, Twitter. Well, X. fuck it, still Twitter. Um, Just call it Twitter. It's okay. But basically, he posted a gif of like the Cat Williams, like, you know, the like giving a look, like, seriously. But it's just like it says, lifelong fans of teams that have never won a championship watching Swifties celebrate a Super Bowl win the first year they followed football. It's like, and it's just the look on the dude's face is like, seriously. I'm just like, yeah, that's kind of how I feel. It's just, <laughs> you know, it's, and it's, of yeah. course, and then, of course, to read Goodell going, Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift are great for the for the NFL. And I'm like, yeah, look at your social media where every NFL Shut fan. Shut the
1: fuck up. Yeah, pretty much. Every NFL <laughs> fan on social media,
2: every time you see that, he's like, I hate football now. This is not what football is about. I mean, literally, you just go.
0: Uh, uh, no, I mean, there were some people bitching, but that was a vocal minority because I, I 100% disagree with you. Other than there are people that bitched about it.
2: No, I'm just saying that's what all that's all I'm seeing on social media. Yeah, is yeah. People well, bitching about. right,
0: right, right. I mean, there was a small chunk of people, and I'm I, I'm disagreeing with those ass bags. There were absolutely people that bitch, but there were people that bitch about everything. They bitched about insert player here. They, they bitched about they they bitched about kneeling. They bitched about Kaepernick, and um, we made fun of some of that. But they bitched about this. They bitched about that. I mean, the they, look, the NFL is going to eat it up, and. I think did Jason Kelsey have more airtime than Taylor Swift? I don't see anybody complaining about Jason Kelsey getting a bunch of airtime. Are they?
2: They're probably waiting to see how drunk he gets in. <laughs> if he'll just rip his shirt off they again might, and start just they might being
0: be. a, a I dumbass. Mean, okay, by according the wording to his
1: daughters, as long as he doesn't show his boobs again, that's
0: okay. That's funny. That's funny. Okay, I found a thing with Greenlaw Randy. I told I told you I had I had something set aside for this. This was posted by the 49ers faithful, so I'm gonna go out on a limb and say this is probably accurate. All right, once Drake Greenlaw went down, Oren Burks filled in for him. Here's how he did in coverage. 9 targets, 9 catches allowed, one touchdown. When targeted, a uh, the passer rating from Holmes was 134.7 and his PFF grade coverage was 32. Uh in other oh, words, it was all it was all bad. The Chiefs did not score a touchdown when um Greenlaw was in. So it, you know, of course, in this post, they're like, we're not trying to bash Burks or hate on Burks, but the defense clearly missed Greenlaw, which I think is true. I think the defense definitely yeah. missed, missed Greenlaw, and it does change, it does change things. I mean, it it just it just does. It just does.
2: Well, and we were we were talking about it how once we saw him go down, we we're uh-huh. like. He's the spark plug of, of that defense. He is the he's the tone setter. He's mm-hmm. the guy that's going to he's the enforcer. He's going to punch you in the mouth and he's going to fire that team up. Yeah. And he wasn't there. Yeah. And you know, Warner did the best he could, but ultimately Greenlaw is that guy. He's the he's got that dog in him that he's going to try to sit there and he's going to try to rip your fucking head off and he's going to hit you hard and he's going to fire everybody up on the defense.
0: Well, I mean, no matter how you slice it, it's a significant loss cuz it it's not only the player on the field but it's what your what you can do schematically and you know it it, alters it you know what kind it just alters what you're running you know what i'm saying it alters what you run period end of story and the the chiefs and mahomes and reed are smart enough to take advantage of that and they kept they kept certain things in their back pocket and they did they called certain plays at certain moments and they okie-doked them. Would it have played out the same if Greenlaw was on field? We don't know that. But I think you can say with some degree of confidence the defense would have been better with Greenlaw on field. And that's reasonable. It was a loss for them. Uh, and, I, and I don't know. You know, it, it stinks. Anytime you see like a non-contact injury, you're always like, oh, no. Uh, but it really stinks for someone to have an injury like that in the Super Bowl cuz it cost you in that game but I mean it's going to cost him most of next season. Yeah, for sure. You know, depending on his rehab and what he does and then is he the same player? I mean, that, who knows. You know, but I mean it it might it might cost him all of it might cost him all of next year. You don't know. Um so that I mean that sucks. That sucks. So I tell you what, man. Um, I need another beer. This one is empty, and we've got some other like random things to kind of get through, and we can talk about certain components of the game in a little bit more detail because we have some big, we have some big things we really have not hit on yet. I cannot believe all of, like that hour went by so quickly, man. How, how did we already do an hour? <laughs> yeah, it beats the hell out of me. You know what I'm saying? Like this feels like we've been talking for 15 minutes.
1: I mean, it, this was supposed to be a Carl Weathers tribute episode, and, and we haven't even gotten
0: there no, yet. I no, mean, we haven't even done goodness. Our, our Carl Weathers tribute yet, but we will. <laughs> we will. You got it, knocked the fuck out, man. Give me- that's not the tribute we were trying to do for Carl Weathers.
1: <laughs> I, I mean, I guess we can give a shout out to Toby Keith as well.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know that's loaded politically, but um, Toby Keith had some good songs, man.
1: No, he did. He he was
0: legit. He he helped out
1: the troops and all that good stuff. But yeah. we, we can say that for a minute.
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll pull a Toby Keith drop for it for us. We'll we'll do that. Uh, all right, let's take a quick break. That uh, we need to do that, and because uh, I need to do beverage, man. I need, I need, yeah, I no, legit, I got Pete, too. Yeah, well, there's also that. I got some trees to water and some beverages to refill, so we'll do that, and then we'll get into some more specifics. And hopefully I can remember to ask certain questions to Randy. Because I, I do think, look, we need to talk about the overtime decision, right? We need mm-hmm. to talk about the muff punt. We need to talk about that, the overtime decision. And then maybe, you know, some key moments in the game. So let, let's do that. We can give – we we can – you know, we I'm not saying we got to give, like, you know, game balls and goats, right? I'm not <laughs> saying that. But uh, I do think uh, there was a lot of story packed into the Super Bowl. and. Mm-hmm. You know, it, I, I will say this is kind of funny, um, being a, a child of the 90s, right? You know, you think back to a lot of Super Bowls from the 80s and the 90s, man. They were ugly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, there were a lot of blowouts, and uh, there were some great teams. There were some phenomenal teams, right? But we generally get more competitive Super Bowls now. Every once in a while, there's an ass whooping. You know, I mean, Seattle beat the ever-living hell out of Denver, but, yes, they did. But uh, Tampa and Kansas City. Yeah, but, but like most Super Bowls aren't just abject beatdowns anymore. And I mean, it, it felt like for a long period of time. I mean, they, they just stomped mud holes, and it, you know what I'm saying? Like it was pretty ugly yep. for a lot of the 80s and the 90s. You know, and some of that's just poor Buffalo, who had one one great one great Super Bowl against that the Giants in a wide ride that they probably should have won. You know, <clears throat> if they had had Jake Moody, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> But, too, soon. Too, too soon, too soon. Uh, but we we've gotten a lot of really good Super Bowls. The last, you know, ten or fifteen, maybe even twenty years. I mean, there, there's been a couple of whoopings, but we've got we've gotten a lot of. I don't I don't want to say we've gotten spoiled, but we've definitely gotten a lot of really compelling games, and compelling performances. You know, I mean, if the Falcons could have finished finished the game properly, you know, they <laughs> that might have been a beatdown, but. Thanks, Kyle Shanahan. Yeah. Thanks, Obama. Er, thanks. Run
1: the fucking ball! Thanks,
0: Kyle. <laughs> That's not nice. Although, Jesus. dude, how cruel is it? All kidding aside, how cruel is it that Kyle Shanahan has... I know he wasn't the head coach in Atlanta. He's the OC. But how cruel is it that that dude is on the wrong side of the only two overtime games, in, overtime Super Bowl games in NFL history? Like, that is that sucks. They, right? They, Oh my god! A little bit. Sucks a lot. I mean, it's it, It's not all. It's not his fault. I think you can criticize a lot more of the Atlanta game. I think yeah. the, I, the Atlanta game, I will criticize yeah. to the
1: day I die because
0: <laughs> they, they should have been running the ball a
1: hell of a lot more.
0: They could have just taken knees at the end of that damn game. They they should have
1: gone water boy strategy.
0: <laughs> Keep the uh, ball out of Brady's hands. Yeah, I mean they they effed that up. Although that was that, that was also one of the games that was the old school format, you know. I mean, the Pats got yeah. the ball, took it down, scored to end of the game. I mean, that's that's yeah, de- that, was, that, that was it. Yeah, that was so the, ball game. That that's a whole. It, it's a different deal now. It's a different deal now. But anyway, yeah. Let's take a break. Uh, keywords of sports brew is always home feed on Podbean. You can find us all over the place. Apple Music, Spotify. Just look up sports brew beer assholes. You'll you'll find us. Um, it's. <laughs> It's true though. I mean, I laugh, but you laugh, we laugh, but it is this true? You know, I don't Google reach around. I don't know what you'll find. Maybe Todd, maybe not, but, uh, just don't reach around yeah, and, and don't Google lemon party. That's always dangerous. Just do yourself Ooh. that favor. Do not do that. Okay. Especially not a reach around lemon party. That's extra dangerous. Don't do it. Oh no. no, Oh no, don't do it. Crust in the wind, dust in the wind. It's just that's that don't just say no. Um, it's like that drug campaign they always told us in elementary school. <laughs> just say no. Just say just no. Just say no. Don't do it. Anyway, we'll be back in a minute with some fresh beverages. We'll do a salute clock, And uh, we can uh, certainly do a tip of the cap to uh, Carl Weathers. Man, I still can't believe that dude died. Ah, that sucks. Anyway, we'll be back in just a minute. Yes, sir. I had to stretch our legs for a couple of minutes, but we are back. And that means, look, it's segment two, bro. That means it is time To crank up some beverages and do our salute o'clock. So we're going to go ahead and do that now. So first and foremost, uh, why, yes, I am, uh, of course, hydrating with my uh, Coronas. I'm saving the high test stuff for when we're not recording. Uh, (laughs) And and then I'm enjoying, of course, uh, Jack Daniels and Mexico, because that's how I roll. Ain't no doubt about that, man. Uh, Shannon, what you got, brother? Dude, I'm rolling with the Busky Tart Cherry and the Busky Gold Rush ciders. fair. I like that. Whoop! There we go. Sorry, Toby Keith was showing up thank, all of a sudden. Thank
1: you, Toby. Appreciate that. Yeah. Man, man those ciders sound tasty. I mean, it's no macaque, but you. know. <laughs> Whoa!
0: <laughs> I meant- name Phil. I, I meant to. I meant to actually <laughs> to pick fist bump there, Randy. <laughs> wait, wait! What kind of solder was that, Macaquin? Oh man, <laughs> our, our uh this is for Andy. Is Travis Kelsey, are, are Kelsey and Swift gonna have uh... a? <laughs> Andy came finished Where's talk? he going with this? <laughs> are, are, are they gonna be at the soldery? They're gonna have their own label on that one. Just saying. Instead of fill, it's gonna be stick. I mean, what? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Oh, disaster bags! All right, let me find this part of this damn song that I was trying to find. <laughs> Hold on.
1: Oh, I was waiting for the punchline
2: there. Same. I, I. That's why I was like, what, "Where are we going with this?" <laughs>
0: Well, <laughs> it's what she said. The Whitfield in it. <laughs> Love you, Matt.
1: Here you go. Uh, crickets. Yeah,
0: pretty
3: much. <laughs>
0: oh my lord! Ooh. Here you go. It's like, uh oh. <laughs> yeah how do you like me now Mm. I'm not as familiar with these tracks Shannon I should have spaced this out like I meant to do this before we came back and recorded and then I I forgot and then here we are so it's all
1: good
0: was that better that's well it's my cock and cider how do you like me now is that better? Cheers.
1: <laughs>
2: See, eventually we get there. It just takes a little time sometimes. Uh. Just like
1: her. <laughs>
0: there you go. Uh, sorry, but I'm not as familiar with this catalog. I'm not listening to a bunch of Toby Keith. <laughs> like, I, I
1: gotta tell you, it took me I, a minute, I've but seen... it's my own
0: fault. I should have planned that out better. I got ahead of myself, getting back and firing the podcast back up without spot checking where I needed to be. In the like, I've heard those songs. I know the songs. We've but heard I, them forever. Yeah, yeah. but I, I didn't. I didn't quite know where I needed to be, which is sort of like how the the 49ers' like offensive line was when they were dealing with Chris Jones. I didn't know where I needed oh. to be in that moment. <laughs> Too soon, too soon. <laughs> That's so, what she said. I mean, yeah. So there was a lot of setup, and uh, you know, I butchered yeah. the the Taylor Swift Travis Kelsey trailer Swelcy, Macaw and cider cidery joke. But you know, what do you want? Life happens, man. <laughs> Life comes at you fast. Mayhem I, or something. I
1: have seen. By the way, I've <laughs> seen so many like memes of um, Jimmy Buffett and Toby Keith like together, like. Apparently, they used to party back in the day. Oh. Like, could you imagine that freaking party up either in hell or in heaven, wherever those two motherfuckers are at this point? You know, just that freaking beach party, that would have been awesome.
0: Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. No kidding. So, all right. uh, So, yeah, let's raise a glass. Um, rest in peace, Tubby Keith. Yeah. And certainly Carl Weathers. Still can't believe that, dude. I still can't believe that guy's gone, man. That's crazy to me. Um, I mean... But a have a a hell of a life, man. That dude was in a ton of stuff. Ton of stuff.
1: I had no idea, like... Lots of, like... Go ahead. I mean, like, he was in the Gronk commercials leading up to the Super Bowl, and you thought, okay, this is like the Rocky Mm -hmm. enactment stuff, and uh, God, man, I mean, Rocky... Uh, Happy Gilmore, <laughs> The Mandalorian. Like Look, I'm, I'm just saying, just if everywhere. if Carl
0: Weathers hadn't passed away, I bet Gronk makes that damn kick. Damn. Too soon. I'm Too just, soon. <laughs> I'm damn. just saying. Too well, it's just like watching the commercial, and they're like, you know, thank you, Carl Weathers, and you're like, yeah. all right,
2: who's cutting onions in here?
0: Everybody. Seriously, dude. Fucking Apollo Creed. Nah, I man, that, that mean a great life, man. Hell of a career. I- I mean, A lot of iconic like, characters. I mean, that's that's really tremendous.
1: You know, the crazy thing is, is like I'm I'm in the car on my way up to Busky to grab like a couple of uh, cases of cider, and like ESPN Radio breaks the news that Carl Weathers has passed away, and the dudes, I, I think it was Carlin and Joe, mm-hmm. and like they're just sitting there, just they're just stunned and these guys they're like naming off all the movies they're you oh, know time. predator rocky you know happy gilmore the Mandalorian. like they're just naming just rapid fire not not even prepared for this like yeah yeah just yeah off the top of their heads and it's just like Dude, man, like Carl Weathers was a big part of not only our childhood, but like in recent years, he's just had his resurgence. And it's like, damn. Like yeah. he was supposed to be in Richmond in two weeks. I know. And at, at yeah. the freaking Comic-Con here. I know. Or Galaxy-Con, whatever they call it. Yeah, Sorry. It's, it's
2: um, it's one of those things where you look back. I mean, we're unfortunately, we're at that age where people that helped shaped our lives as we were growing up yeah. are, are are starting to pass away. And it's, it's a bummer. Um, obviously the one I'm, I'll always be thankful for my father, you know, not caring about what movies I watch. Uh, so I got to see predator when I shouldn't have, um, it's <laughs> like, but you know, I got to see movies like that, whether it be horror movies or whatever, mm-hmm. but you know, my That's father was awesome. always like, you know, Hey, Here's your buddies on screen because that's how that's how he viewed it, like Stallone, Clint Eastwood, Arnold, Carl Weathers, all those people. He's like, here's your buddies. Go watch your buddies. That that's how he put it. Um, but it's interesting to think of how much they really did affect us and how those characters really kind of imprinted uh, certain things, you know, mm-hmm. into our lives um, as we grew up. Um, and it's hard to really imagine that uh that he's gone especially considering um the day before he passed he actually posted a video about how he was getting ready to start directing a project that he'd been working on and yeah. it, it's it's heartbreaking um i i was actually really excited uh, i mean i'm still excited for galaxy con but i was really excited because <clears throat> you know first they had announced carl weathers but recently they announced dolph
0: lundgren Oh, to get oh, both of them? Well, the, oh.
2: but, and, they, and the thing is, is they had a photo op with both of them. So it would have been basically me between both. And that, that, and I was, I was like, you know what? I'm going to pay the 200 bucks. I don't care. This is a chance to get Apollo Creed and Ivan Drago. Yeah, that would have been same- awesome,
1: dude.
0: If he and dies, he dies. <laughs> nah, that's too soon. Too no, soon. So, so, no, no, no. No. You're a dick. Oh, that's oh, way too no. soon. Sorry, oh. sorry, sorry, man. Sorry. But <laughs> it's just, it's just <laughs> the idea that you know. I was
2: actually really looking forward to that.
0: <laughs> Give me that photograph. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, Jesus. <laughs>
2: Uh, you definitely uh, skipped the <laughs> skipped the line. You <laughs> to be the first of us to go to hell for that one. Oh, um,
1: express elevator,
2: Man. But but think Holy. about that. You know, an opportunity like that doesn't come along very no. often, and now, oh. like just weeks away, and it's gone. Gone. You know, and it is it's heartbreaking because. Not only is the guy was the guy a legend and helped shape our lives, but he's a father, he's a husband, he's a grandfather. He, you know, all the people he left behind, all the people he's touched throughout the years that have he's helped shape their lives as well. Sure, you know, he's a he's a. And I was real, and of course, the character Grief Karga in the Mandalorian, Justin. I mean, you have to admit that was a great character. It was a great character, and I loved his character character arc from where he started to where he ended up in season three, and now. I mean do you recast him do you Oof. have or do you have a scene where they say yeah this area got attacked and he was just he didn't survive i don't, I mean, don't
0: know that you can recast that one that no. that's did you, did you see what you, i'm you saying don't. yeah 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 I, I i think that might be one that you you might be able to do like a um if they have some footage you might be able to do like a like a cg piece out of some sort but i i think it that, you know what i'm saying like that's tough mm-hmm that's tough i I think you you could probably get a excuse me get away with like a um however their video calls things are where it's not like you know what i mean where it's it's a different resolution and the colors are screwy anyway i think you could do something with him um whether that's a battle or attack or something goes awry uh that would be really hard to recast him
2: well and now that they're doing a mandalorian and grogu movie I'm pretty sure grief cargo would have been a part of that. So Mm -hmm. now you're talking about rewriting the script and either you have a scene like that where obviously it's that, you know, they're going to take advantage of that emotional punch, right? Potentially losing the, I mean, we don't know for sure, but it's just like that emotional punch of losing a character like that. Yeah. And you know, the the dude is going to be missed uh, one way or another by fans, by family it's just it's a it's a shame that I mean at least he passed while he was asleep, right? He passed in his sleep, so it's not like he suffered or anything like that. And that's always, you know, a blessing in disguise. One would hope. But
1: seventy six, it just it well the shape he was in, it just I felt know. like it was too young too yeah. soon. Yeah, i mean, I'm seeing other articles that, you know, he had some issues going on, but the dude always looked like he was in phenomenal condition. Well, I mean, he
0: was, but you know, I mean, it's just it's just one of those reminders. But yeah, I mean, we are. I, I mean, here, here's the reality, right? We're we're all in our you know mid. I don't think anybody's in their late. Well, okay, Penny, I guess is in her late forties, but most of us are like mid, like mid-ish forties, right? Other than Mark, who's right. twenty-two. But the rest of us are like mid, mid-ish, <laughs> mid-late 40s. So, I mean, the thing is, a lot of the people we grew up with are 20 to 30 years older than us. Okay. So, I mean, that that that's a danger zone, dude. I mean, it, ju- it just is, man. Did you and just go Kenny Loggins? I, I, I did. I did. There you go. That's for you, Shannon. Um, that, It's just a danger zone, right? You know, play the percentages, play the numbers in between cancer, accidents, other stuff. I mean... You know, or just, like, random passed away in your sleep. I mean, not everybody's going to make it to 100, right? Or, you know, close to it like Betty White. I mean, that's just not in the cards for everybody, man. It's just the way that it is. So, uh, you know, another one of those reminders to, to try to appreciate some of the people. But, yeah, we're, we're in a tough demographic bracket, dude. <laughs> like, we are, man. Like, <laughs> like a lot of these people have either gotten really old and they're not doing stuff anymore or they're retired or they're on the cusp of just piecing out and going to the great beyond, you know? I mean, that's just, that's just the reality of, of where we're at. And it's weird because like, it, I don't know, man, like it's it. like, I know this is going to sound dumb on some level, but I, I'm cognizant of how old like we are, but I forget on some level, I kind of forget how old we are, if that makes sense. Yeah. And so, I mean, the, we'll think, the, we'll the think off- about it. Well, the offshoot of that is like, I'm cognizant that a lot of these, like Arnold Schwarzenegger, is an easy example. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm cognizant that he's old, right? At the same token, in my head, you know, and, and, and you can insert whoever you want, like Metallica. Like, I mean, I'm cognizant that they're older, right? Sly Stallone. I mean, damn. yeah, Stallone. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, just start naming off people from the 80s bill murray like you know what i mean? like whatever i mean I, we're like we're cognizant of how old they are we're cognizant of how old we are but it's still hard in on some level to wrap your head around it like it's like when bob barker died you're like oh my god right <laughs> how much time we spend watching the prices right <laughs> as kids when it was our sick day we're having ginger ale and, oh yeah. Ginger ale <laughs> and ginger ale yep. <laughs> yeah chicken noodle soup chicken yep. noodle soup yeah, I mean, it's just weird, man. It's just it's just weird because it, it's a yeah. it's a part of your childhood. It's a part of um, pop culture and nostalgia, and it, it resonates differently if that's kind of what you grew up with. And we grew up with Carl Weathers. We grew up with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and and Sloss Stallone, and, and you know Mark Hamill and you know, Carrie mm-hmm. Fisher. I mean Betty White. It, you know, so it, it's weird, even though you're cognizant that they're older. Um, it's still, it doesn't change that. So yeah, that's tough. That's tough, but a hell of a life. I don't know what they're going to do as far as the Mandalorian. I think he's going to be really, really hard to recast. Not impossible, but I think that would be really, really tough. I think that's one where they might be better off writing something different. Um, but it, it just depends. I guess, I guess they could recast him and throw the throw the dude in a mask like there's a battle <laughs> he's in the back you know bought the tank or something you know what i mean mm-hmm. and he's got a mask. I, yeah. I don't know i guess you could sort of you could find ways around it but you also want to be fair to the character and the legacy of so that's a that's a tough spot and uh, lord knows all the criticism that happened with how they handled carrie fisher i don't i don't i don't know how you handle that but uh that's that's a tough one we'll see we'll leave that up to that crew to figure out how to do that we need to shift back to the game in a minute but um or else we're going to spend 40 minutes talking about carl weathers and stallone and <laughs> 80s action movies and
1: <laughs> i mean that's not the worst no anymore,
0: no it, no it's not it's not it's not that's that, that's fair I'll, I'll agree with you on that so i anyhow. mean i
1: don't know if y'all saw or not i don't but, know if y'all saw arnold's um kind of um his uh, words towards uh, Apollo, or not Apollo, but Carl Weathers, and it's so, Sly Saloons. Like, both of those guys were just like, our movies would not have been what they had been without him Mm-mm. being there.
0: Super critical. Both of those guys were yeah. just so appreciative. That's a huge compliment, and it's a lot of respect. It is. And, like,
1: I mean, like, Predator, like, one person had to make it to the end. <laughs> and, and, and Apollo almost made it, you know. Carl almost made it, but not quite. Yeah. But, dude, that freaking... That scene where you had the dudes gr- going... Dylan, you, you son of, son of a, of a bitch. bitch. And they could grab hands and the freaking biceps on both of those dudes just like just jacked up.
0: By the way, did y'all like the Super Bowl commercial where Ar- Arnold was in the chopper and he's like, get me out of the chopper or whatever? <laughs> yeah, that was great.
3: <laughs> that was
0: neighbor. Sweet. Neighbor. Na- neighbor.
1: <laughs> neighbor.
0: Neighbor. Oh my God. Like that's a good neighbor. That's what, that's what I said. Neighbor. That, that was funny. The Dunkin' commercial was funny. Arnold oh, was dude, funny. Dunkings the, was dunk, awesome. the Dunkings was great. Yeah.
2: Um,
0: and apparently um, uh, Matt Damon said he improvised that line. That's funny. That's funny. Um, I don't think the whole slate of Super Bowl commercials was great, but they definitely they had a couple of heavyweights that showed up. You know what I mean? Like there were a few that were like choice. Although you know what I don't remember? And maybe I just missed it. Uh, I don't remember a Budweiser Clydesdale commercial anywhere. Did I miss that uh, or was there not I one?
2: I didn't see one either. I don't, yeah. I
1: I think it, there may have been one towards the end, but even then it wasn't memorable.
0: Yeah, like I just, like, which is weird. I feel like every year for a long time it was always, it was somewhere Budweiser and the Clydesdales or the Fraud. There was something that was of significance. I mean, remember but,
2: the, the Bud Bowl? <laughs>
0: I miss the Bud Bowl. They should bring the Bud Bowl back. <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah, I well, want I, look. I, I but, want but look, like guys. It, guys, I have a good year, Let so. me tell you what. I want a Real Men of Genius Bud Bowl. That's what I want. <laughs> uh, Real Men of Genius. Uh, those are such. Crazy give me miracles. Real Men of Genius Bud Bowl, and let me tell you what. That will be viral as shit. And if you can somehow find a way to wrap Terry Tate into that, you will. Get, you will give '90s pop culture an absolute. Like, it will be a melt. It would be phenomenal. It'll be so good. It'll be so good. All right. Um, Let's shift gears before the evening gets too far away from us, because uh, I think it, it's important, you know, to appreciate. Again, I, I think this was a very, very high, high caliber Super Bowl. It was very intense. Um, I think we had two high caliber defenses going at it. Um, I think Kyle Shanahan did a, did a very good job. I think Andy Reid ended up doing a slightly better job in certain capacities. And look, whether you like him or not, I I think we're looking at generational greatness with Patrick Mahomes. If you doubted it before, I don't think you can at this point. Uh, I think it's important to keep certain things in context. Uh, Part of that is, you know, and I said earlier, I think both of those teams would have beaten just about anybody they played, and I meant that. Um, So we got a very competitive Super Bowl. I'm not saying it was always pretty. It wasn't. I'm not saying both teams were perfect. They certainly weren't. But I think you what you saw were two teams that really played each other fairly evenly. But the 49ers, for whatever reason, and I hope, that, I hope the way I say this makes sense, I feel like the negative things that happened to the 49ers, right? Like they had more impactful, more uh, more severe consequences from like either a mistake or a or a uh, the bounce of the football gods, right? You know, you think about their game against you know, Green Bay and Detroit. They had certain breaks that went their way, right? Like the whole thing with Ayuk and the ladybug and the ball bounce, like that was a that was a break that went their way, very fortuitous. Well, the muff punt did not go the Forty Nineers' way. In this game, that's a fluke play, right? And think, think about it. Think about how competitive and how tight this game is. And you can point to very specific, like things that change the outcome or the trajectory of this game tremendously. The blocked extra point. Huge. Because it, it meant the Chiefs just could kick a field goal. Would they have gone for it? Would they have gone for a touchdown? Would they have kicked a field goal down four? I don't know. But the muff punt, brutal. Because, you know, we can talk about, you know, the players yell poison, poison, or Peter, Peter, or whatever the hell they yell, like, get the hell away. You have a series of unfortunate events tied to that. It's unfortunate that it hit the dude's foot, right? I mean, that's that's a fluke. That's a fluky thing. And McLeod... Like, when that play happened real-time, we were like, what the hell just happened? You know what I mean? Like, we were like, oh, hold on, hold on, what is going on? This doesn't make any sense. Um, And then, of course, we saw the replay, and we saw it bounce off the dude's foot, and you're like, okay, you know, McLeod did the right thing going after it, although you can argue he should have just tried to fall on the ball instead of trying to scoop it up. Yeah,
1: I mean, I... In real time, I kind of I saw it hit off the dude's leg and mm-hmm. I was like, uh oh. Uh oh. And my wife's like, why is he trying to go after it? I'm like, it probably hit off the dude's leg. And because McLeod's actually a pretty good special teamer, like he's he's not a slouch. Um, I, I, I like Randy and Randy and I were talking pre podcast, like, yeah, he, he said what you just said, just fall on it, beetle position, cradle it, and just. Just live with the yeah, great Brady. There, there's there's cool. too many bodies. Don't lose the possession.
0: Yeah. Why are you trying to scoop it up, man? There's too many bodies around you. you just fall on a damn thing. Because what did the Chiefs player do? Fell on the ball. Fell on the ball. Fell on, on the ball.
1: Randy, who was the kid that the ball hit off of?
2: Um, his name is Daryl Luter the third. I guess I think is what it, like, because I don't like that was like I can remember it because it's like I read the article like the third. Okay, and, well, yeah. I, 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 but I think. Also, part of him, he got pushed into the play a
0: little bit too. It's not like he was. Well, he was oh, engaged. Yeah, I mean, he was yeah. engaged with another player. But I mean, that's a fluky thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, it's, it's so
1: fluky. But in the same respect, like if your dude's like saying "get away," you need, I, and you and need to get the, the hell away. The 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 post game, they were saying um, he should have been more demonstrative, but. When your dude's saying, hey, get away, get away, get away, like get the fuck away or just lay down and start rolling the other way. Like something.
0: something. Yeah, I mean, it's a bad break. But like the thing that you got to keep in mind when we're talking about the context of this game and people taking a shit on Shanahan um, on certain decision make, certain decisions or certain things. And again, some of that I think we're judging because of the outcome and less about the moment, if that makes sense. And, and maybe we did that a little bit to Dan Campbell and the Lions, right? <laughs> or we did a, we've did we done it over the course of the playoffs, because you, you do have evaluating the game plan or the game flow in a moment, and then you reevaluate certain things depending on what happens, right? You're going to pass some degree of judgment about how it plays out. But you, at that point, you have the benefit of making a decision based on the way it played out, right? So you go, well, that didn't work. Well, you should have done something different. Well, yeah, yeah, that's true, but we didn't know that going into it, right? You have to make a decision about what you believe is best for your players, best for your team, and best for the moment. And sometimes you're going to get that wrong. Sometimes you're going to get it wrong. And I, I think, you know, again, I said a few minutes ago that in the context of the game, I would argue that the big things that went against like the really impactful negative moments were more severe for the 49ers that's injuries that's the blocked extra point and it's the muff punt so you got three layers that's that's really tough the muff punt fluky but don't forget that they hadn't they hadn't given up a touchdown to the chiefs up until that point Right,
2: yeah, unfortunately, they, they, to me to me personally, that is the play that turned everything around.
0: yeah, I mean it, the, the game kind of went sideways a bit for the 49ers after that. and look, we can argue about you know maybe the maybe the 49ers should have run a little bit more and, and that's that I think is a fair criticism um is they may have underutilized McCaffrey and Elijah Mitchell and, and the run game in some portions of that game because they had some short possessions. But, I mean, that was also true for the Chiefs. The Chiefs had some short possessions. You know what I mean? Like, they traded – and, again, this is a credit to the defenses. They traded a lot of punts uh, in that game. And I think it's – you You just have to be mindful. Are you, are you rejudging some of these moments based on the ultimate outcome, or are you – kind of giving them a fair conversation in the moment and i think that's hard to do right it's hard to do um
2: well and even you and i talked a little bit at times i was like i didn't like to play call mm-hmm. they could have done this because i felt like at times when they were did run the football it they um uh, the Chiefs were keying on it. The Chiefs were—they they like, did, yeah. This is, and I'm like, this would have been a great opportunity to, you know, okie doke and ha- run a reverse or have, you know, I mean, if it's not Debo, you know, the way Jennings was playing, give Jennings a chance, have him come back around, take the pitch and what, and watch him run the one way after you faked it to, to McCaffrey. It's like there is there are certain things I felt like you could have run that may have worked well. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I mean, obviously like uh, when uh, they went with that backwards pass to Jennings and Jennings threw that touchdown to McCaffrey, um, you know, that, that was something that, I mean, that's the type of stuff you have to do, especially in a big game like that. If you're going to beat Kansas city. Now I will say if it wasn't for Burford coming around and knocking the one dude away from the pass, it probably would have been a pick six because that was just a horrible pat looking pass. But uh, Danny Werfel
0: approved that pass.
2: Ken Dorsey approved that <laughs> pass. I mean, they, they those both were rainbow experts. No, no <laughs> doubt there. Yeah, but it it took that type of you know imagination to dream up a play like that to to score a touchdown. I mean, mm-hmm. you that's that that right there tells you exactly what you needed to know about what those two defenses were doing mm-hmm. all game long. <clears throat>
0: I mean, that was, that, yeah, I mean that, that was a brilliant play and yeah, that ball hung up in there a long time. And so they were fortunate that it worked. Um, and I did find that thing. Remember, I was talking about points per game. I finally found mm-hmm. it. Uh, the Chiefs and Spags, meant the Chiefs allowed 17.3 points per game in a regular season. They were second in the NFL. They only allowed 15.8 points per game in the playoffs. Mm. And remember, they played the Dolphins hmm The Bills, the Ravens, and I forget what the, I forget all the seeds, but the, was that the one, the two, and I mean they had to go through, right? I mean they had to go through yeah. arguably they, one of the, the toughest road they could have gone well, through. They they basically yeah, and, and then they, you're taking the out absolute the absolute toughest road they could have gone through.
1: I mean. Five two
0: one one. Yeah, I mean that that's that's a hell of a job. Well, um, and out of
1: all the teams, the
2: Bills really are the ones that shot themselves in the foot yes. versus whether between the Dolphins and the
0: the Ravens. So yeah, but the Dolphins felt like they got outclassed. The Ravens felt like they, uh, you know, they I don't bought know. into their I'm they sorry, bought their too much, two, much into their own hype. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? One, one. one one Yeah, I mean uh, uh, the, the, the or no? It, well, uh, five two one one. Sorry. So. All right, l- let me ask you a couple of questions out of curiosity. You know, we sat there and we talked about the raves and we said, did they did they get ahead of themselves mm-hmm. a little bit with how they called the game for Lamar? So, Randy, I, again, I think it, there is some fair criticism talking about getting away from the run game a little bit, and we can right. talk about the the Chiefs kind of keying in. I heard some really interesting discussions from people, but I'll I'll just ask you: Do you think Kyle Shanahan might have gotten a little ahead of himself trying to? I don't know, call a game to position Brock Purdy more so than taking care of the offense as a whole. I think ultimately they should
2: have run the ball a little bit more. Um, You know, McCaffrey was NFL offensive player of the year for a reason for a couple of reasons. Well, yeah, but, but also, I mean, he was what like the FedEx ground player of the year as well on Mm -hmm. top of that. So you have to look at the fact that he is the linchpin to that offense. It's not Brock Purdy, it's not Debo, it's not Kittle, it's Christian McCaffrey, because that Mm -hmm. dude can do everything. And even if you had to use him as a decoy, see, see, one of the things I felt would have been the smartest thing to do is have running back by committee and use a combination of Elijah Mitchell and McCaffrey, because they're Mm -hmm. both good running backs. They are. Obviously, McCaffrey's all-world, but Elijah Mitchell was a good running back before McCaffrey came in, so it's not like he's a slouch. And I felt like they didn't use that to their advantage, which is what I thought they were going to do, because the most important thing when you play the Chiefs is keep the ball out of Mahomes' hands. Okay Limit, lim, <laughs>
3: lim,
1: What What did Limit. Randy just say?
0: <laughs> oh, McGuffin, I can count on you, can't I? every time you said balls shannon and his obsession with balls go figure all right so Um, (laughs) shannon 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 i gotta ask you who gets the peter (satisfied) dinklage award of the super bowl for coming up just a little bit short I, I gotta tell you, man, uh,
1: Moody for shanking the extra point. <laughs> he didn't shake it; he got blocked. And well, maybe the the line for that maybe maybe San Francisco special teams.
2: I'll give you that one. Okay, special teams. May, came maybe up short then, special for sure. teams. Okay.
1: okay. Because look, look th- this. The Super Bowl was played very, very tightly, very well by both teams. If I'm going to be critical of calls, those are the two big ones I would call. And, and ironically, on the Peter Shrinklage uh, award, there.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, those those feel like the
1: two the two like san francisco if if those two things go their way i think they're okay because they don't get that touchdown and and you get that extra point and it it makes it a little bit tougher for kansas city
0: that's true but like that's a tough one. So you got the blocked extra point. You get you got the muffed punt. I mean those things are brutal. I think what's and this so yes yeah, special teams, the special teams struggle bus is real. I think what's perhaps more salient here is, and this might be more a question for Randy. Because there were moments where the excuse me the 49ers were aggressive. When they went for that was it fourth and three. Mm-hmm. Is that what it was when they hit Kittle? Yep. And we were like, did do they, do they kick the field goal? And they went for it, right? So they had moments where they were aggressive. That trick play was aggressive. They, they picked their spots, you know, and they didn't go full Dan Campbell. They didn't go all full.
3: <laughs> you know what I mean? In
0: In, in some parts. So... But I guess what's relevant here, and again, you it's hard not to kind of rejudge certain things or relitigate certain things based on the outcome of what happened. But I think it's reasonable to say, okay, you can't necessarily change what a play was. So you got the block, you got the blocked extra point, you got the muff punt. But if you could have a decision back or a play call back, right, what what is a decision that you would change? What is a play call you would change? You know, uh, one of, one of the things that people have been banging on is this whole overtime thing with taking the ball first. And I had a discussion with somebody at work, and I'm just like, I don't fault him for taking the ball first. I absolutely I, not. Are, I, are I, you kidding me? I understand his logic. Saying well, first of all, that's a belief in his team that they're going to score, right? right? And they were in posi- They were in position to get a touchdown. And Chris Jones, I still can't believe they didn't get a hand or get a, some somebody on Jones. It was a huge mistake. Um, but Chris Jones blew up a play. So they get a field goal. But here's the thing. So you have your first chance to score. Then you're giving your defense a chance to stop them. And then you're hoping that it or you're going, well, if they match us, then we have another crack at it and sudden death. So you know the analytics and some people say you always defer. I do know the Chiefs were obviously very excited that you know they took the ball um and we can argue about these things cuz hey look, you know, then the Chiefs know they they know what they need. It's four down territory and uh, you can go back and forth on these things. I don't I think it's hard not to relitigate it based on what happened. Um, cause you can make a case to defer. You can make a case to take it. I think Shanahan wanted to take it because they wanted, he wanted to be aggressive and go right. down and score a touchdown, which they, you know, were close. Um, but again, you had a game snatched away from you by at this point, a legend, you know what I mean? Like a legend, <laughs> like it's <laughs> that dude is ridiculous. But he it, became a legend in this game. Yeah, but it's, my it, snatching Game Boy. Yeah, I mean it's cemented it. It cemented it. Right. Um, it cemented it. So you know you have to be careful about relitigating things based on the outcome. And but again, I think the 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 question is like, what decision, if you could redo a decision or a play call, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like what what would you want to have seen called? Or what decision would you want to see different? You know what I mean? Whether it's it's taking a knee at the end of regulation, whether it's, you know, maybe deferring an OT. And you're gonna be a little bit biased because it's your fandom, and I know you got the fan pain out of that, but you know, is there a play or a play call or a decision that bothered you in the moment and bothered you in the end that you would just say, like, I wish you I just wish they had called this or done that? And and I'm sure you could point to a couple of different moments, you know, Hey, if we could turn back time and you could be like, Hey, Kyle, don't do that. Do this. (laughs) Like, what would it be?
2: So for me, uh, obviously I don't, I never minded them like leaning on McCaffrey in overtime. I thought that was a smart thing to do. Mm -hmm. Um, On third and fourth, four, though uh, I mean like it was or second and four it's like I'm looking at like I get it you know you're trying you're running the ball you're trying to cause it, you know obviously the but if you look at how everything's set up mm-hmm. you could tell the chiefs were in a man defense they were waiting playing the run
3: mm-hmm.
2: perfect time to run play action or at least have a wide receiver reverse whether it's Ayuke or Jennings, or even Kittle for that matter, coming back around. This was a really good opportunity to do to have them all going one way. Brock pulling the ball out, roll to his left, and finding like either check or Kittle or someone out on the left side. Because if they're playing man, all you dude has to do is run out into the flats. And if it's one on one, there's a good chance, whether it's Kittle or check or somebody else, that they're going to. They can at least make the guy miss. Yeah. And potentially at least get the first down, if not maybe even a touchdown, because they were that close. Instead, you know, they stuff the run, they go for that they go for the pass, and Chris Jones gets free and gaffed kicks field goal. What? So it's to me, it's just it was just a to me, it was like I understand the idea of putting the ball in McCaffrey's hands, mm-hmm. but it was also that one time where they were expecting it so, and they say brought eight in the box. They play man defense. That sounds like a meme. <laughs> you and when you watch the play, everybody was flowing to that one side. Well, if everybody's following McCaffrey, that's when you just kind of pull the football out roll to your left and someone probably is going to be open if not yep. Brock Brock has that whole left side of the field to run because I mean just run that, it dude that's I well, mean, I mean the, the Chiefs he, he the got chief, them there because of that
0: the Chiefs had a spy on Brock don't please don't forget that they had somebody w- waiting for him for him to run um and they got him a couple of times I mean but Spags, you know what I'm saying it's yeah, like no, they, no they
2: had that they had that whole left side of that field where you have a couple of receivers out there, you know, you make the the guy second guess himself. Maybe he gets the first down, maybe he scores, but it's just the idea that this is one of those times where they relied too much on McCaffrey and not enough on trying to just snooker the defense into really believing McCaffrey is going to get the ball again because Skindering, he did essentially run them down there let yeah. not I mean we can't deny the fact that he was one of the main reasons they got mm-hmm. that close to begin with.
0: Would you would you have preferred that they deferred in overtime? And See, you know, and, and again, like I will say like I understand Shanahan's logic, but if you're assuming the Chiefs are going to score, because that's what essentially that's what he's saying. We want the ball third, is you're assuming the Chiefs will score. If that's the case, and again, I'm going to tell you, I'm okay with him taking the ball first because I think he was confident that they would go punch it in. And they were close. But if you're assuming the Chiefs are going to score, the flip side of deferring is that you are in the position where you know what they did. You, you're you in four-down territory, or you hope your defense makes a stop. And look, the Chiefs came out and said if they had scored a touchdown, like if the 49ers had scored a touchdown and kicked the extra point, that the Chiefs were going to go down. If they scored a touchdown, they were going to go for two, right? And there is some degree of confidence. The Chiefs did operate from a decision-making standpoint. We're not talking about execution, right? We're talking about a decision-making standpoint in the context of overtime. I will certainly argue to you that I believe the Chiefs were more confident in what was going on with play-calling, execution, and overtime setup. All right. They were arguably more prepared for the realities, the operational realities of overtime than the 49ers were. Okay? I don't I don't know how anybody can argue against that. But the players still have to execute and you know what I mean, they have to do the things. So I'm okay with Kyle Shanahan doing it, but I do think you need that context and it is odd to me if you if you are assuming the Chiefs are going to score would you have been better off deferring? I, I'm just curious how you feel about it. I mean, we're relitigating a little bit. I know that's loaded, but I think wh- the idea. Where was, are you at on that?
2: I think the idea was go down and score, mm-hmm. um, have momentum, uh, have the defense. You know, go okay, we got this. This is what we need to do. We need to stop them here now. And it, did you know some of the play call? I mean, like we like we saw you know, Shanahan having to call timeout. It's like there's – there's I think the play calling in overtime defensively was bend but don't break. Rather than being overtly aggressive on the first couple downs, it was, okay, we just got to keep the ball in front of us and not let them get to here. Mm-hmm. I think that it was more conservative play calling on the defensive side of things in overtime rather than – um trying to be a little more aggressive, which they should have been. Mm-hmm. Uh, but obviously we also, as we also saw over time, it's when we got some of the more egregious missed hold calls that really <laughs> oh kind of helped God. Kansas city as well. Mm. So it's one of those things where say those hold penalties are called, then you don't, you know, that is it a different outcome? Does someone else step up? It's one of those things where now you really don't know where, how the game plays out because of the missed calls and whether they really truly affected the outcome.
0: I get where you're coming from. I will still say that I prefer the under-officiated game to the over-officiated game. Um, though there, there were some tough, there are some plays that when you take them in a vacuum, you're like, mm, probably going to flag that. But I, I don't think there was some grotesque officiating imbalance. right? It's not like they flag party the 40 honors all over the place. I think... Well, that's why
2: I said the more some of the more egregious holding calls, not so much I, like what I we saw you. during the game, like where I, you could have gone either way with it. These were ones where they should have been flagged because it was just obvious mm-hmm. that they weren't going to let the anybody get to Mahomes at all. And unfortunately, it's and it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate that we had to see that. It's unfortunate that you have all these sports sites reporting on it, showing the all these different plays where Kansas City got away with murder and it makes it more frustrating. It for at least for me. For me as a fan, it just makes it more frustrating. It makes them just going because I'm just like, yeah, see, I've seen this stuff all game long. And these are the well, most man, egregious.
1: It just, it just they... makes you think that you wish they would just let it go, you know? <laughs>
0: Man, look, the 49ers can't help being that huggable. You know what I'm saying? Fuck them. I mean, it's just a little bit of... Look, it's Valentine's Day, man. They were just spreading the love. They were just hugging them up a little bit. Okay, that's all. Taylor was trying to do a little something more than just (laughs) hug on uh, Bosa, let me tell you. (laughs) Um, There were a couple plays I did rewatch, and I was specifically curious about how much you know, kind of holding their steering. I mean, they were, it was on both sides of the ball. They definitely let both teams get away with stuff that I think in the regular season, they're, they're probably flagging more readily there. If, if you go back and you just, if if you have the game on DVR and you just rewatch plays and instead of looking at the quarterback <laughs> or look, you know what I mean? Just look at the line, <laughs> look at the lines, I mean, you have, you have guys steering other people you have, I mean, th- there is just, there are some hands, like there's some, there's grabbing, there's some light holding, there are people falling down. I mean, <laughs> there is some line shenanigans going on. And I just like, I get what you're saying and I'm not telling you you're wrong, right? Cause they could have flagged some of those things. I just really think they let most things go. And they under officiated it on purpose, and that's why. Like when I asked you specifically about decision making, you can't necessarily change. Like it'd be easy to say, "Well, what what play you want back? The block extra point? Yeah, we want to kick that again." Okay, yeah, but that's there's not a lot of decision in that. The fluke muff punt. Okay, yeah, but there wasn't a lot of decision in that, other than maybe you can argue Ray Ray should have just dove on the ball. Okay, fine, that's fair. But it's more like, okay, you know, is was there a play call that you go, I think they got out-coached in this, or I think this was – you know what I'm saying? Because you're in control of certain decision-making components. What are you calling? Are you running enough? Is it balanced enough? Are you over-featuring? Are you outsmarting yourself and leaning too much on your quarterback? And, again, Purdy had a good game. I still can't believe, by the way, if, if, if there's one thing that, that still leaves me not confused, that's not the right word, but we talked about some of the negative plays for the 49ers and how impactful, kind of in, you know, negative impact plays on the Niners. I'm still amazed that they got the gift of that Mahomes interception, which I think was his first pick in, like, what, the last two years in the playoffs? Mm -hmm. Playoffs! Something like that. And the 49ers were on the... They were on... Weren't they at, like, the 45? Something like that, yeah. And they got nothing out of it. That's unbelievable.
2: Yeah, that was where I... If I'm, I'm looking at the play calling and I feel like... Shanahan got a little too cutesy with it, thinking that they had momentum swinging their way, and really what they should have just done is tried to run the football instead of throwing it. And that's you know that's on that's on Shanahan. But again, even after they punted, the defense shut them down again. So yeah. it's just it's. it's I know, not like, like it was the end of the world. But you could have made some better
0: play calls you, during you, that. You think about the context of the NFC playoffs in specific, right? And to have an extra three, right, or an extra seven, or just the time, how much would that have meant to Green Bay? How much would that right. have meant to Detroit? And in this game, how much would it have meant to San Francisco? Mm-hmm. So that that to get the pick, and it was a great defensive play. I'm not quite sure if he was going for Kelsey or... Um, I don't, Kelsey I think was the
2: only one in the, Kelsey was one in the area. But no, he the, just, he kind of overthrew it.
0: He kind of threw it in between. Kelsey was the, the, the closer guy. There was a, a Chiefs' waters. I don't remember if it was Rasheed Rice, um, or I think it may have been MVS, but it's like they, there was Kelsey, then two defenders and then the other, the other chiefs player. And it's like, he stuck it in the middle of everybody, <laughs> which was a weird throw, um, but you, yeah, realistically, you, when you watch that play, you're like, "Well, you overthrew it to Kelsey." But mm-hmm. I what? I'm not quite sure that was to Kelsey. I, th- I almost think that might have been to the the deeper guy, or I don't know. I, it's just a, it was a bad throw from Mahomes, but it was a great interception by the Niners. <laughs> but they they just they got nothing out of it. They got an empty empty. Excuse me, my God! <laughs> they got an empty possession. It's crazy. So And also, I will say, I think it's wild that Moody gets the Super Bowl record with a 55-yard field goal, and then the Chiefs take that from him too. Bucker banging through the 57. That was nuts. That's what I told you right there. Yeah. Look, I'm going to circle back because, Shannon, I guess I'm curious. I know you said that you didn't fault him for taking the ball first. If it was the Colts. Right, mm-hmm. would you have wanted the ball, or do you Absolutely. defer? You want the ball, so, OT. You I want, want, the, you, ball. Dude, you want OT, the ball, dude. OT.
1: I want the ball because I have full confidence that my offense is going, going to go down and get a touchdown. Mm-hmm. And if they match me, great. Guess what? It's sudden death. You're kicking off to me. You want to onside kick it? Good luck. Mm-hmm. That that's like I don't understand. The whole like media shitting on Shanahan for that
3: because
1: mm-hmm. like if you have the confidence in your team to go down to get a touchdown
3: mm-hmm.
1: and they match it, okay, you can either go for two for the win, or you can match it, but then your choices are kick off or go for the onside kick, mm-hmm. and the cho- and it's in my favor if I don't get the touchdown and you do, congratulations. But I have full confidence in my team to get the job done.
0: So essentially what you're telling me is you think that you have more control over your fate taking the ball first.
1: Correct. As as professionals, right? yes. The college game, Co- I understand deferring. I get that because – it doesn't matter how many overtimes, you're going to get an opportunity to answer. Mm-hmm. Professionals, you get the ball first, they get the ball, and if they match you, who gets the ball next? Yeah. You do.
0: As a side note, I will say one of my favorite moments of uh, that the Super Bowl, uh, there was a great play, it was second and 12, um, and Purdy was buying some time, he was scrambling around and hit uh, Kyle Usechek on the sideline. And I love the tweet from Des Bryant, because <laughs> Juszczyk had to stretch out, <laughs> dive in for that first down, and the ball comes out when he hits the ground. And we were talking about it here. I was kind of surprised I didn't review it at all, but I <laughs> love the fact that Des Bryant tweeted out, that, that's not a catch. <laughs> it was so. That was so good. That oh, was so good. By your rules, by the rules when you were playing Dez, it was not a catch. By the rules now, it was two Yo, step, right? much. two steps, football move. <laughs> Sorry, womp, dude. Womp womp, womp. <laughs> That I thought was really funny. So so all right. So Randy, you wouldn't you wouldn't change the over the overtime decision to take the ball first? No. Mm-hmm. Um, I, for me, like I said, it's just
2: one play where the one play where. They were just relying so much on McCaffrey mm-hmm. that the Chiefs kind of keyed in on it. Mm-hmm. And you should have, They he, Shanahan should have put in a play to be like, all right, let's snooker them. Let's get out. Let's get thinking we're all going one way. Let's watch. And then you got Brock rolling out looking for somebody. Um, I, who, so I feel like that because they were playing man up, I feel like there could have been a real opportunity there.
0: Yeah. See, this is where I think when you, when you look at some of the plays with what Reed and Mahomes did – I think it's more in line with what you're saying, right? Because even like whether it was RPO, whatever, or even the old corn dog thing at the end, at the very end, some of those plays that they used in the most critical moments, Mahomes had multiple choices of what to do. He could take it, right? And he also had different areas that depending on what happened, he could throw to a specific player, right? And I think some of that is the layered, like it's the layered high level, Right, um, and you need a quarterback that can do that and that has seen a lot, which he has. And the dude is also clutch as hell. You can you can hate on Reed and Mahomes and the Chiefs all you want. That squad is clutch um, for sure. But like there were layers to it. I mean, even like the t- some of the times he ran for first downs. I mean, you had Kelsey going out or that last play. You know, I I don't think Hardman was the, he was not the original intended target, depending on how the play kind of shook out, but there he is, he's open, nobody covered him well enough, poof, you got it. So they kind of okey doked right, with some misdirection, some motion, and then obviously Mahomes, who can run, I, I wouldn't say he's known as a runner per se, but he can run, uh, he can get some yardage. And, and you're stressing the defense on multiple levels in multiple ways. And, you know, Mahomes is quick enough to make decisions in that moment and execute it. And, yeah, sure, Brock doesn't have as much time under his belt, but has accomplished a lot. And if he is in that Drew Brees wheelhouse, then – He's gonna progress and get better, and maybe you can have some more layered nuance with some of these play calling, you know, some of these play calls. We'll see. Um, well, and I think uh, we've all seen it, and obviously, whether
2: it's Cal Shanahan talking about it or mm-hmm. other people, he processes the game very quickly and yeah. tends to make the right read. It's just does he have enough time to get it out of there, and that's what? kind of what we saw with the Super Bowl is even though he was making the correct reads at times, he just could not get it out of there fast enough. No,
0: no, the, the, the chiefs did a great job of, of just having somebody in his face. Um, the, the Chris Jones plays were pretty easy to point out. There was another play that was super critical. I want to say, I'm trying to remember who it was. Um, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we go. It was third and four and it was, in, it was in the fourth quarter. And it was at a point in that game where you're like, if if the 49ers got a first down, you felt like they could just bleed the damn clock out. And the Chiefs, Spags ended up blitzing, I think it was McDuffie. And he went, I mean, he was right in Purdy's face, man. And he got a piece of the ball. And he got a piece of the ball.
2: Because um, that, that... it was a pass to Jennings, who is coming underneath out into the flat. Mm-hmm. And he would have, and if Purdy could have gotten it there, he.
0: Jennings would have easily gotten the first down. Yeah. And, I mean, and they would have controlled the clock like a champ through a big old hunk at the end of that game. Uh, Moody did end up, you know, and kudos to Moody, by the way, hitting the 50, uh, 55, 53. Um, they booted a lot of. I mean, Dan Campbell must have been like, what are they, what are we doing? <laughs> All these field goals. <laughs> Too many field goals, right? right? F- field, field goals? <laughs> what 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 are these? Field goals, huh? Uh, but there what are were, we doing? What are we doing? There were seven combined field goals. That's a Super Bowl record. Uh, there were five ties or lead changes in the second half plus overtime, which is the most in Super Bowl history. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm not real keen on trying to have an indictment fest of Purdy. I think there are there is some degree of fair criticism. Look, I think Andy Reid outcoached out Kyle Shanahan. I do believe that in certain moments. But I I don't think, like, Shanahan blew the game per se. I think the 49ers had more impactful injury problems in-game, losing Greenlaw, Kittle not being right, Debo not being right. And I think you had, you know, the 49ers had some plays and some balls bounce their way earlier in the playoffs, and that blocked extra point was brutal. And the muff punt was killer, right? And we can argue back and forth all day about should they have deferred, should they have taken it. I understand Shanahan's logic. I think he he was trying to give his team several, op- several ways to win. You got a field goal, they got a match. You get a touchdown, they got a match. You know, we're going to give our offense a chance to win it. Then we're going to give our defense a chance to win it. And then we'll have a third opportunity. But yeah, I mean you gotta get to the third opportunity. I hear that. Yeah. But I, I think there were some layers there. So I, I don't hate the decision. It, it it just didn't work. And some of that is, is a credit to Chris Jones and the Chiefs defense. Although they definitely I mean, look, the Chiefs definitely worked them when they had the ball. And the some of those third down pickups, the fourth down pickups, Mahomes was just was clutch. And I I would say The best way I, I, you know, when I think about the Super Bowl, I thought it was really competitive, really good. It was a slower start if you want to nitpick, and it took a while to really get going. But once it got going, that game was competitive as fuck as far as just intensity and, you know, the, I mean, the fourth quarter and overtime were so dramatic. It was so compelling. But I, I still really believe that either of those teams would have handled virtually anybody they faced and they just happen to face each other and i think at this point there are a couple of minor things i think are reasonable to kind of maybe argue about with Shanahan and maybe running some play calls whatever maybe some of that is based on what they were seeing from Spags Spags obviously called an excellent game had his defense prepped i don't know that Wilkes had some of his def- his defenders as prepped as spags did that's an on the fly interpretation. I don't, I, that's anecdotal. Like, I don't have, like, it's not like I'm doing film study to back that up. This is more about a, just watching it in a feel. And I, I think Andy Reid put, you know, knew when to call certain things, and Mahomes is just incredibly high level, and they had nuanced layers to certain plays, and he exploited what was there. At the end of the day, I think we got a, arguably, a great Super Bowl. Where two teams really played each other fairly evenly and you can clearly pick out very specific moments that dictate how the rest of the game goes. Not necessarily dictates the outcome but really shapes that and I just, I think the 49ers got more negative, impactful hurt them plays against them than the Chiefs did and they had more impactful, hurtful injuries than the Chiefs did and the Chiefs clutched up like 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 a motherfucker at the end, dude. And they 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 took that win from them. That's we're going to have to revisit this thing cuz it's already late enough. We're not going to get to some other stuff I wanted to get to tonight, but I think that's the 49ers were a damn good team that just had a legend snatch that Lombardi from them. I mean, that's like arguing about Mahomes and Brady. I mean, Brady stole an AFC chip. You know what I mean? Like yeah. They took an AFC championship, and you can argue about some officiating in that game too, um, and then they handled him in the Super Bowl. And Mahomes is smart enough to say, when people talk about goat disc goat that he's like, well, Brady beat me head-to-head. Well, that's because he did, right? And he's chasing it. That's yeah. what
1: he said. He's chasing it still.
0: Yeah. Yeah um and he has got a lot of career left he's got a lot of time left but understand this that is Mahomes fifth double digit comeback in the playoffs that's already the second most all time crazy I, I love i love the fact by the way that that Andy Reid is cognizant and he said we got to stop getting down by 10 they have trailed by 10 <sighs> points no in, kidding. they have trailed by 10 points in all three of their super bowl wins <laughs> I mean that's not a
1: formula, but if it's
0: worked, it's worked. Yeah. Well, they're just they're just dangerous. I mean, I I think the the operating reality is with the Chiefs, you you just you gotta. Mahomes has that dog, dude. Yeah. It, it's
1: it, it's it's Brady had it. Yeah. Montana had it. Mahomes has. It. He's got that dog in him that like it's championship DNA. Yeah. And that's the easiest yeah. way I can say this yeah. because there's on. Un- statistically, there's no way this Chiefs team offensively should have won a championship.
0: Look. Defensively, hell
1: fucking yes.
0: Randy needed Todd to stay and for the Chiefs to play Kadarius Tony and he would have been perfect.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Kadarius Tony, get the fuck out of here. He
0: needed one of the two. He either needed Kadarius Tony in the game or he needed Todd to stay. By the way, by the way, yeah, uh, I,
1: I, I'm going to go with Randy on this one. I think we need a Todd to stay, and I think we <laughs> we blame all all the blame goes to Todd at this point.
0: Oh, thanks a lot, Todd. Fucking Todd. Fucking Todd. By, by
1: the way, uh, I just saw an update. Bears legend McMichael goes to the ER with suspected m- pneumonia. Uh, oh, get better.
0: Get better. That's that, that's probably an ominous sign for a uh, somebody in his physical yeah. condition that's I, terrible
2: I I didn't realize that yeah he had gotten that bad so quickly yeah he had-
0: I'm I'm glad he lived long enough to, to see you know Same. to to live to see his Hall of Fame um you know, making the Hall of Fame I, I I'm glad that he's he lived long enough to see that because yeah I didn't realize how how awful what kind of tough shape he was. I mean it's bad so well, ALS is no joke no, that, that's a that's a brutal thing. It's um, awful. I I do want to uh, a, a real quick kudos to uh, Jawan Jennings, um, who threw a touchdown, and caught a touchdown. Only one other person's done it. Well, that would be Nick Foles. Oh, BDN man, big dick Nick. <laughs> that's the only other person. That's a that's a short list, bro. That's a short list. So. Nick, yeah, I literally all of Nick a sudden you froze on my screen. Oh.
2: And then I looked over mm-hmm. and I saw my router flashing and I went, son of a bitch.
0: Terrible timing.
1: Oh, oh, dude, you should break out that song.
0: What? Son of a bitch. Oh, you want that? Get me a drink. All right, here we I
1: go.
2: Definitely needed one after the Bowl. I mean Bowl we did sure.
1: we did see that concert with Todd. We did.
0: We did. Hey, where are the white women at? In Taylor's yeah. in Taylor Swift's box. <laughs> Seriously, that has multiple meanings. <laughs> oh, no.
1: <Yeah. laughs> oh no! Yeah, it does. Oh no! Yeah, it does. Oh no! Oh, God, <laughs> yeah,
2: like, wait a second, let me visualize it. Hey, wait. Oh no! <laughs> that's horrible. That's horrible. Wow, that actually sounds pretty kind of fucking cool. And that's horrible. No. no, no, no. <laughs>
1: y'all nasty I, I feel like I'm Kermit the Frog going oh no oh no with
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh, that many was that many women in the box yeah that would work
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah. you're totally confusing Whitfield with all this talk about women in boxes he has no idea <laughs> <laughs> That was a fun concert, man, back in the day. was fun. Wait. Matt
2: may not know all about all that stuff, women in boxes and whatnot, but yet he still lasted longer than Todd. Oh my God.
3: Do I look like I give God's fired.
1: Wow. God's <laughs> fired.
0: Holy shit. I didn't know Todd's reach around would go on this long. Great day. Damn. Okay, I think that's our cue to get the hell out of here, because God bless. This is turning into some trash. I blame both of you gentlemen, by the way. I just want you to know that. When, <laughs> when don't you blame us? Uh, welcome? Well, well, sometimes I blame myself, but at the moment, I blame I blame you two for this nonsense. <laughs> Although I guess it's not any worse than my cock and cider bit that went uh, sideways earlier. <laughs> so it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, and look, we have a train wreck every podcast somewhere along the line. There's just a train wreck. And blame you know,
1: it on the alcohol.
0: Uh, yes. Oh my
1: god. Kanye West would have said that, but Taylor kicked him out of the stadium. I'm so, no, just kidding.
0: Yeah, I, I liked all that. Who was who was it? I forget what player it was uh, talking about uh, how Kanye. Brandon Marshall. Brandon Marshall talking about how Kanye had a seat or whatever in front of taylor swift's box and then you know the got thrown out, out man Come kanye on, man. kanye would have had a meltdown on the socials i'm, I'm not sure i buy that story it yeah, might I just don't buy be uh yeah i don't i don't buy that one um but uh either way if kanye can get his name in front of whatever and, and he'll do it so uh, it's pretty Always. good at that pretty good at that anyway all right uh, we need to go. I think we've covered everything we need to. We can revisit some stuff. We got plenty of NFL off season. I will say one of my favorite parts of the week. I don't know if you guys saw this. I, I will drop this in here only because I thought it was so hilarious. And I had to do like, not necessarily like, I had to do like an audio double take to make sure this is legit because I was surprised. Oh, uh, and I, also the, <laughs> the man credited with inventing the Pop-Tart. William Post has died at 96. Not to be confused with the pop-up books that Whitfield uh-huh. reads. Pop-tarts. Okay. <laughs> uh, don't, don't <laughs> pop goes the weasel, right? Yeah. Pop goes the weasel. Let me see if I can find this. I could have sworn I sent it to myself. That's funny, but I don't want to play that right now. i got to save that. Shannon, hmm. so what you're saying is pop goes the weasel because the weasel goes pop? Oh, Lord. Oh, here you go. It's uh, Dan. Dan. <laughs> Dan. See what you did there. It's Dan Patrick going on Pat McAfee. And I still can't believe he got him to do this. It was absolutely fantastic. I love this. After 40 years, that you. Just let it go. Just let it go. No, you can't. Just let one out. You can't. Man, it's. All right. Hey, fuck face. Yeah! <laughs> yes.
1: uh, and let's put Brent yes. Musburger in yes. the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Dan yeah. Patrick saying fuck face? <laughs> Not on my firelight
0: <laughs> <laughs> I cannot believe I cannot believe they got Dan Patrick to drop a fuckface, man. I love I I love dropping fuckfaces. Thank on people. God. Yeah, you do. Yes, yeah, I, do. I do. That that is one of my like terms de jour. I love that one. But to hear Dan Patrick drop a fuckface? That's a term
1: oh. of endearment. Who yes.
0: cares? Yeah, I think Seriously. It's, I think it's great. I'm going to play it one more time because I thought it was so great. It's so, so programmed, it's, programmed after 40 years that you- Just said, let it go. Just let it go. No, you can't. Just let one out. You can't. Man, it's- All right. Hey, oh. fuckface. Yeah! <laughs> <There we go. laughs> term of endearment, man. Oh, let's see. What's even better? What's even better? Fuck him. Is that, yes, thank you, is that we got, not only got Dan Patrick dropping fuckface, we got McAfee saying, let it go. Unbelievable. We got a twofer. That was great. Loved it. it Loved it. Anyway. All right, gentlemen. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, let's get out of here. Uh, We will follow up and revisit and we can talk about some other things. Um, I, maybe we need to have Lindy in so we can hear his perspective on, you know, yeah, everybody seen some of his perspective on uh, Facebook. Yeah. He's bitchy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he is you're Lindy, not wrong. Lindy, we love you, but uh, yeah, you're, you're very bitchy about certain things, which is it's part of, I don't know. It, it kind of makes you endearing in your own fuck face way, but it is, you're definitely a little bit bitchy. So, which might make for a fun visit. Maybe we should hang out and talk about, uh, you know, Mahomes and Brady and like goat tracking. Right? <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just kidding. But
1: I mean, Mahomes is starting to enter a room. And, well, right. No, well, right. He is,
0: and I, I think we, we, you know, I want to go and shut this down, but we're going to revisit that. Uh, but when you're talking about, you know, looking at wins, Super Bowl MVPs, playoff wins, regular season wins touchdowns to all these different things to be 28 to be where he's at the next great thing for the Chiefs is sustaining it we know what Mahomes is and the question is you know really can he stay healthy yeah will he stay on field can they replace certain players because Kelsey is old enough he doesn't have 10 years in him no he doesn't he might have I, I think th- he's
1: got one more good year in him, and that's I, that's ball game. I th- I'm surprised he
0: didn't retire after this one. I think they can reasonably keep the majority of this team together for a shot at the repeat, and maybe mm-hmm. you know fill out. You know they're going to get rid of I, I, Tony's gone. Let's be honest, he's gone. So and they're I, gonna they're gonna be able to attract other people. It's kind of like this Tom Brady effect in New England. You're going to be able to get certain people that ring chase and go to Kansas City for the opportunity. Okay. I, I
1: would say the main pieces in this team are going for the three P yes. and then after that, it may be peace out of clock, but I think Jones, Kelsey, all them dudes they'll, they'll go for the three P mm-hmm. maybe try to, they need to bring in a, a, a number one or a number two to go with rice. Mm-hmm. Maybe they make the call to Seattle and see if DK Metcalf's available. Oh my
0: God. Know. That would be filthy um there's opportunity you're gonna have some people that are available so that you know it's health it's gonna be health cyber cap management roster management because at some point and obviously the draft because that that's going to be you know tied into all of that but it's sustaining it so you know what they've done they've wanted different ways um if you were
1: going to get them any year, this was the year to get
0: them. Ar- if you didn't get them this year, watch out. Arguably, but I, I do think it's also do remember that they were close in some of those games that they lost. They were close, yes. You know, and a play or a moment swings, and they have that win. So it's let's not act like they were nine and seven. Correct. Okay. Yeah. They they arguably should have. You know, one on that ridiculous play that Tony effed up that should have gone to Kelsey. You know what I mean? Like, they they had some games that were there. I really think some of that was figuring stuff out. They figured out Tony should be off the field. (laughs) Uh, And they had growing pains in season. And I think they they leaned on their defense more. They learned how to win in a different way. Um, And some of that is in-season growth. And that's, again, that's a credit to the coaching staff. But you know, playoff Mahomes is is just is just different. Playoffs. I I think his like quarterback rating goes up like fifteen or twenty points. I mean, it's like a, it's a big jump in the playoffs. It's crazy. I mean, they're they're playoff, gonna be, DNA, yeah, they're, they're playoff gonna, DNA, They're They're going to be a handful for everybody. Um, and Randy, you better hope you have you know, if you get a if you get a rubber match again with the Chiefs. I mean, we do play them in the regular season, so that should be interesting. I thought I saw that Kyle Shanahan is zero four against the Chiefs. I mean, they're not going to play, but so frequently. But you get, although you got two Super Bowls, half of that is the Super Bowls. That's well, that's worse, I think. They'll they'll certainly be amped for a little payback, I would say. So
2: well, I'll be really curious to see what uh, the Chargers do this next season, considering the type
0: of uh, turnaround Harbaugh tends to bring to teams. So they'll be better though. they'll be tougher but this is gonna be the old we're, we're talking about Apollo Creed and Stallone and all that man the 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 chiefs are gonna be the team that everybody you know everybody wants to hate them everybody rooted for them at, earlier on but th- that's done by the time you win three and five years, people aren't like ah. Patrick Mahomes, let's hope he wins another ring. Except maybe, the, maybe the Swifties. Maybe if if Swift and Tra- Travis Kelsey stay together and get married and have babies and drive Randy crazy, but fuck them <laughs> yeah, exactly. I I have
1: the tiger. Yeah, it's gonna be I have the tiger. Do you still have that hunger to win? Yeah, or you yeah, 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 get? yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Absolutely. So it, you know it morphs into a different thing, but they they essentially become the you know the you know sports evil empire. It's it's what the Yankees were. It's what the Patriots were, they you know, they're a team that's one enough that you root against them, you hate them. Um, I mean,
1: the the, the Lakers winning in that in-season tournament, man. I'm
0: telling yeah. you. <laughs> nice. So different vibe, bad blood. I'm just kidding. All right, we need to get out of here. Uh-oh, did you Wait, go Taylor t- I, bad blood. I I did, but uh, you know, we could start doing like all kinds of stuff and then we're here for another 15 or 20 minutes pretty readily and I'm trying True story. I'm trying True to get story. out of here. Um but yes, <laughs> we could do. Yeah, Taylor let, Let's not smoothie. do that, okay? Hey, look.
1: And also, don't be the guy that takes a shit in the poor potties. All right? I, I, I went in there. I about threw up. All right? I have a little bit more uh, social awareness. That's to take a piss. Don't take a shit in the porta potties. All right.
0: Somebody's sitting in the porta potty. We got to start putting the camera on the porta potty. See who's sitting there. <laughs> Somebody a part of the Hard Knocks crew is sitting in the porta potty. Also, don't be the guy. How? <laughs> anyway. Don't be that guy trying
2: to get Taylor Swift drops every fucking time we're trying to do finish the damn podcast here. And the rockets.
3: <laughs> <rip them. laughs> Uh oh. Uh
0: oh. Uh oh. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. Oh, man. Problem is, like, I haven't listened to the song in so long, I forget where the stuff is. Oh, wow. It's like beating people up in this video. This is crazy. Oh, Lord, here you go. This is for you, Shannon. This is your fault. That's your fault, McGuffin. I just want you to know that.
1: You're welcome.
0: Yeah. You're getting a chest chop for that next time I see you. <laughs> he earned that chest chop, Randy. No no mercy. That's no. fine. I get
1: five for are though. You're welcome.
0: Bring it on, bitch. You ain't going to last <laughs> but the one. All right. I know
1: I'm not, but I get five. <laughs> All right, gentlemen.
0: All right, gentlemen. All right, gentlemen. Uh, we will revisit. We'll have to see if we can catch up with Lindy and do a and do a, a you know TB twelve, uh, Patty Mahomes, you know chit chat and all that kind of rigmarole. That might be kind of fun. Uh, but we'll have plenty of time in the off season to talk about a lot of stuff. At the moment, I'll just say, you know, Randy. Again, I'm I'm sorry it didn't work out for you, uh, but I will certainly raise a glass to Mahomes uh, and the Chiefs for. I, I mean, that is a hell of that's a hell of a turnaround over the course of the season. Uh, to be underdogs the way they were several times, and just to gut that out, to be that clutch and deliver is an incredible accomplishment. The 49ers made it damn difficult, and um, almost found a way to to you know to to win that game. And I just, again, I think at the end of the day, man, a legend took it from y'all. Um, and that's that's a tough L, but they didn't get blown out. They didn't get embarrassed. And we're arguing about, you know, a decision here, a decision there. But at the end of the day, the blocked extra point and, the, and a muff point, I think, are like the, the two biggest things, man. Just ridiculous. So, um, we'll see how they rebound next year. That, I would certainly anticipate them being very motivated. And who knows? Maybe we will get uh, a round three. A, a, we, we might get round three. That would be crazy
2: stop them from the three Peat I mean I'd be down for that yeah you,
0: you you I would say if you're a 49ers fan and you could eliminate their three Peat you you'd hate the fact that you lost twice but if you could ruin the three Peat you would take an inordinate amount of satisfaction in that and Giants ruined <laughs> ours so I mean you know why can't we ruin theirs there you go all right look we're gonna we're gonna go but as always keywords are sports and brew uh, thanks for putting up with our crap, Listen to us, and hopefully you had a tasty beverage along the way. Um, you can find us on Pot- our home feed on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, a whole bunch of other services. Uh, there's a lot of crap we didn't get to tonight, <clears throat> so it goes. But, uh, will I don't know. Uh, I might take a couple of weeks off, but uh, we'll certainly revisit offseason, ramp up for the draft. Uh, and if, if I can March stop madness, man, March Madness, if I can stop my head exploding from all these idiot bear fans, I think the Washington commanders or er, Redskins are going to trade like 18 first round no. picks, 18 no. first round <laughs> picks. And they're going to Ricky Williams trade everything for the next two years or three no. years just to move up one draft slot who do you no. think they are the, the the carolina panthers who do you think is still in charge of this team dan freaking snyder oh my god <laughs> i mean I, how much not coke, anymore how much coke are you all doing in chicago settle <laughs> down y'all I, I mean it's hard to think the start of the league year is not that far away. We're going to get
2: free agency re- real soon, so I know.
0: It, it's it's going to get wild and wooly really quick.
2: And and, uh, and, and by the way, enjoys coaching yeah. another coach from us. So, Yeah. Know,
0: just... Oh, dude, I'll say uh the Redskins uh or I still hate calling them the Commanders, so I'm still going to call them the Redskins most of the time. Uh Washington has assembled really a strong top to bottom like coaches there. Did they
1: just get Ken Norton recently?
0: I don't know about that. They got uh, and they they brought in Anthony Lynn. I mean, like if mm-hmm. you, if you look at the listing, if you go and look at the listing of the Washington coaches, man, it is it is a quite the roster. Granted, their roster of coaches is arguably better than a roster of players. So oh. they, they they got a lot of <laughs> they got a lot of work to do. They got oh, a lot of work oh. to do. But you, you, if 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 the chemistry is there, then you know it's going to be a much better team and a much better experience but they you, you still got to have talent right so they're they got to hit in the draft I don't know that how's the is I don't know Marvin Howell, I don't know what Harrison Junior uh they're, they're gonna take a quarterback bro they're gonna take a quarterback but pairing him with McLaurin I, I hear you that would be filthy how oh. that, that would be filthy and we will revisit – it's like a teaser. We will get around to that. We will revisit all that, mm-hmm. of those conversations. But, gentlemen, go get some rest. I'm going to do the same. I'm going to peace yeah. out. Uh, but, again, well done, Mahomes, the Chiefs. I love the fact that Brittany Mahomes, like, apparently had her bouncer keep Jackson Mahomes away from the table. <laughs> like, that was so funny. That one was great. And we didn't mention it, but um, – She said
1: F-O-H, yeah, bitch.
0: F-O-H. Uh, although I, I will say, obviously um, – And we can revisit this as well too i mean it's uh it was awful what happened at the victory parade the celebration with the juveniles that had guns and got into a dispute and ended up shooting a you know a bunch of people uh obviously there's a
1: young young dj that got killed and she's
0: in her 40s it was awful there oh it's awful. there were like 16 come on i think there were the if i have if i remember the number correctly i think 16 kids were shot i mean just, Jesus it's, Christ it's, it's awful um, and it's terrible I hope that doesn't ruin victory parades for everybody I just I, I don't want to do the old thoughts and prayers thing uh, no. but I, but I hope the victims all recover or the rest of the victims because obviously one one paid with her life but I hope the rest of the uh, gunshot victims recover and I mean I I hope they they book them and they hold them accountable and they go after the, the knuckleheads that did that stupidity. Um, and we saw that somebody had like the video of the dude chasing him down and tackling one of the guys, uh, one of the alleged shooters and, you know, a tip of the cap to the people that broke that up and stopped it. But as always, a couple of idiots messed things up for some other people. Uh, but what just a, what a terrible thing. What an awful outcome. Uh, there were some really good stories mixed in of, of people that helped. There, are always, there, there always is. There's, there's people that help. There's people that protect others and uh, do some, you know, just step up in really shitty circumstances. There was one. I'm trying to see if I could find it really quickly. While I'm looking for that, how can I not find this? Hold I was going to say, I,
1: th- I think some of the players were helping some of the kids that were... Uh, They did. uh, Shaken
0: up. They did. There was one in particular I wanted to find, though, because I thought that was super important. Um, We're going to revisit that story. We already talked about that. That's not what I want. Ah, here you go. Chiefs Trey Smith. Yes. That was the one where um, offensive lineman Trey Smith had a WWE title belt, and there was a young boy that was obviously in distress and he said, I was thinking, what can I do to help him out? I just handed him the belt. I said, hey, buddy, you're the champion. No one's going to hurt you, man. We've got your back. And there were stories about a lot of players that, you know, stepped up. Uh, I I saw a couple of positive things. We've certainly given Jackson Mahomes a lot of grief, but I saw some, some things that, uh, where he did, you know, he was very helpful. And I think there's going to be some stories that come out. And again, it's an awful situation, awful circumstance. And, uh, it, it's a, certainly a, a, tragic outcome for Kansas city and the people that were celebrating, it was supposed to be a, a joyous day and you have a couple of assholes that ruin that. And, yeah, uh, some, you know, someone paid with their lives and then, you know, you've certainly altered, uh, the children, uh, again, were, you know, I think the last number I saw was there were 16 children that were injured or shot, Jeez. uh, in that. And cause they were just spraying bullets. They were just spraying bullets around. I mean, it just stupid 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 they deserve to have the book thrown at them and they're juveniles too which so we'll see how that shakes out but uh just an awful outcome um but again you have these bad situations and and there are some good stories that come out of bad situations and things like trey smith with the belt with the with with the young boy that's a that's a a heartwarming story out of a shitty situation um and i think Mm -hmm. you'll end up seeing some more of that Um, over the the next chunk of time as we learn more about what happened um, and some other things Uh, the last thing I guess we'll wrap up with this I wouldn't say this is heartwarming uh, but I will say I got a massive laugh and uh, Randy I know how much you love the Seattle Seahawks and apparently uh, Marshawn Lynch Marshawn Lynch loves you back just as much Uh,
3: fuck you fuck
0: you you little ugly motherfucker you a Niner fan? Yes sir. Fuck you. Yeah. A 49er okay. fan? Yes oh. I am.
3: Fuck you.
0: Hey. Are you a 49er fan? Absolutely. Fuck you. Yeah. I this shit. Yeah. Are you a 49er fan? Oh, Fuck thing. you. <laughs> Are you a 49er fan? Hell yeah. Fuck you. <laughs>
1: Are you a 49er fan? Yes, sir.
0: Fuck you. I mean, I can't just ran around doing this to a bunch of people. That's crazy.
3: you a 49er fan? Yeah, man. Fuck you.
2: That, uh, my favorite fuck one. You is- right back, Marchand, <laughs> fuck you right back,
0: Marshawn. Fuck you right back. That's called a rivalry. That That is. That is. That
1: is called a rivalry. Yeah,
0: that was cold, but it was pretty funny. But uh, anyway, all right, gentlemen, let's get some rest. It's good to hang out. Good to catch up. And uh, I don't know. We'll we'll probably catch up in a couple of weeks, but yeah, we'll revisit for draft and March. I mean, madness. we got to talk
1: about Duke, right?
0: No, look, if everybody's just going to blow, Cuse, I'm going to bed. I already told you.
1: <laughs> I mean, Q's got a big roadway this week against UNC.
0: Yes, thank you, Syracuse, for beating the Tar Heels. I always take that. <laughs> <laughs> if you're just going to blow cues, we're going to have to do that somewhere random where I can save it as a decent soundbite and we can have a, you know, Randy going oh, if You're just going to blow Duke and you'll have me just going "Oh, Well, if you're just going to blow cues, I'm going to bed. <laughs> That's that. I mean,
2: I guess depending on uh, when Cuse and Duke play each other and see how the outcome of that game goes, one of us could be saying that.
0: Yeah, we might have to do that. We'll see. Uh, maybe your fangina will be hurting again.
3: <laughs> Too soon. I mean, you never know.
2: Anything's possible. Yeah. I mean, oh
0: my God. Hopefully, right. it'll
2: heal up real soon.
0: Yeah. Well, raw dogs man. You'll be all right. <laughs> anyway, all right. Let's go. <laughs> we're out of here. Yeah, we're done. <laughs> all right, gentlemen. Get some rest. We'll catch you on the flip side. As always, it's a good time. And from all of us to all of you, thanks for putting up with our crap. as you know, I would like to say, well, enjoy the weekend. Of course. Uh no football, but there's plenty of basketball, man. Uh but keyword sports and brew and from all of us to all of you, good night now. <laughs> Peace. Except the march on Lynch. Randy doesn't like you. Fuck you. <laughs> <Fine. laughs> Alright. <laughs> good night, gentlemen. Good night, bro. Later. Bye, guys. <laughs> Bye.